I could watch that. I could watch that. Yeah, I could watch that. I could watch that. I'm not fucking watching that. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to I Could Watch That. This is our (laughs) sub-podcast. I could rank that. (laughs) And we actually were originally going to do just one episode with all the movies. That is impossible because our first episode for phase one, just one through six, ended up being... Three hours. It's like three Three hours hours before editing. So... Mm. We're not going to do that to you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super long. So what we're going to do is we're going to split it up into three episodes. So the first episode will be uh, movies one through six, which is Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, and then the Avengers. That's phase one. So that'll mm-hmm. be the first episode of I Could Rank That. And, and then, then the sequel episode will be Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America, the Winter Soldier... Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Which makes up phase two. So we'll have phase one, phase two, and then phase three we're actually going to hold and wait until Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame are out and we'll do all ten of those movies together. Right. So that will be Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther... Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and then Avengers Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Which, whose decision was that? Phase one, six movies. Mm -hmm. Phase two, six movies. Phase three, ten fucking movies. (laughs) So many movies. So. (sighs) As much as we would love to do one whole episode, it's just, it's not, that's not happening. So, the original MCU rank episode will be three, and the Captain Marvel episode is going to be rolled into the third phase. And we think that's the best way to handle it. <laughs> for you guys. We're doing this for you. Exactly. I made this for you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we're going to proceed. And the first thing we're going to talk about for this episode, which is going to be hosted by Alicia, Ashley, and Heather. We're dropping like flies, guys. <laughs> no, I know. We, we do, though, I want to thank Sarah for joining us for phase one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly, we remember you fondly. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be back for Double Wrist Prada and The Crow. It's fine. She'll be back for the, the main the main episodes. Not our nonsense stuff we're shoving in the middle just because we want to. Because we're bored. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll kick off phase two, and that kicks off with Iron Man 3. Uh, came out in 2013. Uh, the events immediately after what happened in Avengers. Or, I don't know if it's immediately, but... It's, it's soon after. Soon yeah. after. Yeah, everything's still pretty fresh uh, for Tony. Yep, this one's directed by Shane Black, who is one of my very favorite directors. He's so great. Uh, he was in the original Predator, helped work on the screenplay for that, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, such a great movie, and as always, his movies are set at Christmas. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. It's, it's a thing. Uh, except for the new Predator movie, which is not that great, but it's set at Halloween, I think, but... What? <laughs> I know, the aesthetic is broken. But for this movie, Iron Man 3, it's set at Christmas, which, it's not super blatant. No, there's just, um, decorations, basically. Um, which I kind of, like, enjoy that in movies, when, you know, you 
are just supposed to infer what the time is based on just what's around you. They don't, like, they're not saying, Merry Christmas every five seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. Tony does try to give Pepper this huge, obnoxious... Giant rabbit. Giant rabbit stuffed rabbit. <laughs> it's an <laughs> allergy gift. And it's, but it's also custom made, so... Can't fit through the door. It can't fit through... He's going to have a contractor rip out the wall. <laughs> custom make a giant rabbit. Mm-hmm. That looks that's, like a dachshund. Let's that's be real. what he thinks. Ladies, well, gentlemen, do not buy your significant other a giant ass stuffed animal. <laughs> unless they explicitly request it. Especially if it doesn't fit through the door. Mm-hmm. So as... Uh, some of these movies tend to do, it starts with a flashback, this time in the 90s, which I love. I love the 90s. The whole aesthetic. So it opens with a, a flashback back to Tony's good old heydays, but it introduces, you know, some important players that then come back when we skip to the present time. Um, which in present time, again, this is after Avengers, so Tony's not doing so hot after going up into a wormhole. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not coping all that well. He's um, staying awake for 72 hours. He's now working on Mach 42 of yeah. the Iron Man suit, which at this point, let's be real, it, it's it's just something to keep himself busy mm-hmm. is what he's doing. And he's yeah. trying to just make it better. Trying to fill, yeah. So. Trying to fill the void kind right. of thing. He's trying to keep busy. He doesn't know what to do with his new found, you know, panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to find something to do to abate them, basically. Mm -hmm. But that brings him to kind of screwing up with Pepper. Yeah. Because he pretends to be in the Iron Man suit when she comes home, and he's really just down in the basement, tinkering tinkering away. And obviously that pisses her off. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the night, Tony's having nightmares and wakes up with a suit almost like attacking Pepper, and she freaks out, leaves the room. Oof, it was not a good situation. We're introduced to this new villain called the Mandarin, and he's kind of, <laughs> um, <clears throat> kind of just as Ashley pointed out. There's the there's a link between the first movie mm-hmm. and um, the third movie with that flag that you see that the, kind yeah. of um, comes on the screen when mm-hmm. when he intercepts the air like the television screens and everything. Um, the, ten the ten rings. The ten rings, yeah. and that's. You said that was, that's it's the Mandarin's the symbol. Yeah, it's, it's the Mandarin's, um, you know, whatever. Symbol? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's the same terrorist organization, essentially, that um, kidnapped Tony in the first one. It is, right. was the right. same flag, it's the same people. Yeah. Um, so he's like this terrorist guy that we're led to believe is is responsible for these bombings that are happening throughout the right. United States. Which I think that makes a little more sense now in Iron Man 1 why Raza and his people didn't immediately kill Tony Mm -hmm. while they were trying to keep him alive to get info and tech out of him because, as we've come to find out later, Aldrich Killian is behind it and Mm -hmm. he he met uh, Tony back in the 90s and tried to get him to work with him and he didn't. Mm -hmm. So it makes a little more sense now why that first attempt went the way it went. Mm -hmm. Right. But now the Mandarin has kind of get, uh, been given a face mm-hmm. of, of this organization. Right. Yeah. And Tony went up against these guys before, so it really bothers him that nobody's doing anything about it. So Tony calls out the Mandarin and gives him his home fucking address. Yeah. Where Pepper also lives. Like an idiot. It's it's dumb. I'm going to completely agree with that. It's the stupidest thing ever, but also at the same time, I feel like people would know where Tony Stark lived. I, I agree. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's not, that shouldn't be new information. Like, if you wanted to find out, you could find out. Yeah. 
I guess, but I think it was also he issued the challenge publicly. Right. Yeah. And that was what really got him. Right. He basically threatened. Mm-hmm. He threatened him, and he's like, come get me. Yeah. And that's exactly what they fucking did. Yeah. Well, yeah. so Pepper packs bags, and she yeah. says, let's go, we're leaving. And mm-hmm. he's kind of trying to play light by light by it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And what's her name shows up? Maya. Maya, yeah. the botanist. <laughs> the botanist. The most boring character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> The most expendable character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but before they can discuss anything, a missile blasts through their house and blows it up. But Tony puts his armor on Pepper and not himself, which I really mm-hmm. like. Yeah. yeah. Saving her first. Which, once again, this is like the third time that their house has been destroyed, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one it actually, well, like, was it destroyed. Is destroyed <laughs> to the gone. foundation. Was yeah. leveled. Before they just, you know, put some patchwork on the walls and repainted. Mm-hmm. Now that house is gone. He doesn't go back there. Yeah. And then his he had already plotted a course. He found where uh, there was a, like Heather had mentioned about the bombing, quote unquote bombings that were happening. Mm-hmm. Him and Jarvis had already isolated where one, the original one, or where a certain yeah. one had happened. Well, it was one, but it wasn't linked to the Mandarin. But right. it was like one of the first occurrences prior to the Mandarin taking responsibility for these mm-hmm. right. quote unquote bombs. Right. So after the mansion blows up, Tony's in the suit and the suit just goes there. <laughs> While he's passed out because right. he got knocked the heck into the water. Right, so it's yeah. basically an autopilot. He's yeah. just going to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then prior to this, Happy gets blown up. Right. Oh, yeah. Because that's what sparks him to look call out the Mandarin yeah. and sure. look, kind of look up into these, you know, mm-hmm. explosions because... Like, Something's that, going that's on. That's not here. right. Mm-hmm. One of an explosion doesn't get to three thousand degrees. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> not not a typical one. No. <laughs> so Tony, once he realizes what's happening and where he is, he's in Tennessee in some small town. He calls Pepper and apologizes and leaves her a nice message. Well, so she knows yes. he's alive. Exactly. At this point, no one knows he's alive. Right. Which she does hear later, and she's relieved that he's alive. So I I like that because yes. he is still kind of concerned about the relationship, and he. Mm-hmm. He does want to be in it. Yeah, exactly. And then Jarvis powers down. Oh, it was so sad. I said, oh, Jarvis powering down. <laughs> yeah, but he's funny when he reboots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cranberry? Cranberry. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of sad. I wrote down that Jarvis is kind of one of his only friends because he's like, don't leave me, buddy. And I was like, oh. Yeah, totally. Well, Jarvis was there with him, you know, yeah, in yeah. his head when mm-hmm. he was oh, yeah. dealing with stuff in New York. So I think it's a comfort to him. Yeah. Right. So Tony breaks into some person's barn, uh, or whatever, and this kid, the cutest kid ever. <laughs> in Jurassic World. Yes, yes, he was in Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes upon him, and Tony basically just says, okay, I, I need you to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, which, come on, if Iron Man showed up in your, you know, yep. barn and wanted something from you, you'd just be like, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kidding. And, and not like, why is this grown man in my barn? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so he has the kid take him to the location where the first bombing occurred, mm-hmm. and they're looking at all the shadows, and there's supposed to be six people who died here, but there's only five shadows. Mm-hmm. So that gives him the thought that, oh, well, maybe the sixth person, the, the supposed bomber that originated from him. Yeah. So he wouldn't cast it. Right. Which I'm like, okay, yeah, he would logically deduce that. Right. Mm-hmm. But he ends up having a panic attack. Right. <laughs> the kid totally freaks him out because he's asking about New York. Yeah. So then the Mandarins, flunkies, they come because they're looking for 
a file. They don't know Tony's there, right? They don't know Tony's there, but yeah, they're looking for the file on the the kid who blew up. Mm-hmm. Right. So his so his Tony. mom has mm-hmm. the file, but Tony finds the mom first in a right. bar, and then the, he's kind of trying to talk to her, and you know, like, hey, I don't think your son did what they think he did. Mm-hmm. And she's like... I think he's the first person to say that to her. I think he yeah. is. Yeah. And then she's like... Here, take the file. <laughs> yeah, take the file. Please help me, like, find out what really happened to my son kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And yeah. then that's when we meet the redhead. Well, no, we meet her earlier, I guess, in passing. He bumps into her. He bumps into her. Yeah, and but... now she's there and you know that she's one of the um, extremist... Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the soldiers. soldiers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Uh, I think his name is Savin or something like that. He's there too. He's played by James Badgedale and he shows up as well. And Tony ends up defeating both of them with the help of um, his little trusty sidekick, <laughs> which is super cute. Yeah. And I like that he has to work together with him, but he's not annoying. Yeah. And then he just totally swipes the uh, the bad guy's car at the end and just drives away. Bye. He's like, okay, bye. Because <laughs> we're connected. Because <laughs> we're connected. <laughs> so cute. So Tony calls Rhodey to let him know he's alive, and Rhodey's like, what the heck? Who are you again? I don't even know who you are. (laughs) And Tony asks for him to give him his login, because um, the ones who did the rebrand for War Machine into Iron Patriot, which is super lame. Was AIM. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Aldred Killian's company. company. The company that is behind the extremist experiments. So he gets it. War Machine rocks with an X. With an X. All capitals, War <laughs> Machine, uh, with an X. <laughs> and he ends up finding out all the de- details on this program. Mm-hmm. On the experiments and mm-hmm. all that, yeah. What what they, what Killian got down to, and, you know, it's kind of interesting. It, that's, if he had gotten funding from Tony, that's probably what he would have been still doing, too. So that would have been another, like, underhanded, not-so-good thing that Tony would have been involved in. So, mm-hmm. dodged a bullet then, back in the 90s, bro, by being yeah. an asshole. Good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and killing in the 90s, not looking so good. No. You know, long hair, glasses, and ponytail. <laughs> glasses and ponytail. And in each video that Tony watches, he just progressively, you know, loses the glasses and loses the ponytail. <laughs> yeah, and just, his hair just keeps getting shorter and shorter. He gets more and more tan. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Justin Hammer should hang no. out. <laughs> Uh, so Maya uh, takes Pepper and they go to like a hotel to hide out, mm-hmm. but Maya's not actually there to help Pepper. She no. was there because she wanted Tony to help them finish yeah. the extremist formula. Yeah. Right. And now they have leverage because they've taken Pepper. Right. Mm-hmm. While Tony's kind of figuring out all about extremists, he's going to try and track down the Mandarin because that's who he thinks is, he thinks that... AIM is working with the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't know yet that Aldrich is the Mandarin. He just thinks that he works for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So he tracks them down to Miami, Miami Florida. Florida. <laughs> Which is the absolute worst, but sure. <laughs> and so Tony doesn't have the suit currently. No. So what it, does he fucking do? He MacGyver's a bunch he of shit together. He MacGyver's a bunch of shit together <laughs> because he's amazing. Well, because once again, he's Iron Man without the suit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this movie so fucking great. Yep. And his sidekick just says, aren't you a mechanic? Why don't you build something? Yeah. And Tony stops spiraling and says, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Well, and that's probably why he's having like panic attacks more frequently is because the suit's not there that's to ex- help him. That's exactly why. Because so. in each time we see that he has a panic attack, he goes into the suit. It makes him feel safe. Kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a it's his armor. Blank. Yes. Right. So, yeah. so exactly, that's what the kid tells him to do. He's like, if you're feeling uncomfortable, then just make yourself another suit, something that's going to make you feel safe. And mm-hmm. he, as Heather and Alicia said, MacGyver's a bunch of stuff to make him feel better. Yeah. 
and then goes and takes out a bunch of lackeys, which is a really fun scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the stuff he built from, like, scraps of the hardware store. Yes. Mm-hmm. So great. Mm-hmm. So he comes across Trevor Slattery. <laughs> Trevor? Trevor Slattery? <laughs> <laughs> Who plays the Mandarin. And I, I know this is uh, a sticking point for some fans, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. No, you, you it, it's, it's great. I you loved it. do... At this point in the series, because the Mandarin character's magic. That's what his, like, thing is in the comics. So you, I don't think you can do that at this stage in the universe. So the fact that they did, like, a fake one? Because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would have been satisfied with how this they were going to portray him. So they were like, fuck it, we're just going to do this. Right. And it works for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think it's fine. I like the comedic element a lot. Well, and also, I bet you, you know, Bill K- Ben Kingsley probably had a really fun time. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, a prestigious uh, actor, so. I'm an actor. Exactly. <laughs> so while that's happening, Tony gets knocked out, and mm-hmm. Killian confronts him with, oh, well, yeah, we uh, injected your girlfriend with Extremis, so mm-hmm. you're going to help us, or she's going to die, and maybe she'll just die anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is bullshit. Yeah. He's a quote-unquote visionary, oh. not a maniac. Right? Okay. Killing? Oh, yeah, yes. that's that's part of his monologue. Mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, according to them, she's still in phase two. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, we get it. We're yeah. in phase two we get it. of the MCU. Thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for that call-out. But I like when they say stupid stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fun. Yes. So, eventually, Tony's suit, it's been charging at his sidekick's house for this whole time, Mm -hmm. and it eventually flies back in Mm -hmm. and attaches to him after him trying to, you know, hold off the guards for ten minutes. So it flew in pieces from Tennessee to Miami. (laughs) It did. Yep. It did. Oh, and a super funny line, one of the guys says, honestly, I hate working here, they're so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So one of the bad guys just drops his weapon and leaves, and Tony's like, okay, (laughs) you can go. (laughs) And at this point, Rhodey comes, right? Rhodey's mm-hmm. already there. They, um, That's right. Killian, uh, they took the war machine, Iron Patriot That's armor, right. and he was still in it. Yes. So they get him out of it, and mm-hmm. then they take it to go get the... Um, the president. The president. Um, so Rhodey's still there in yes. the Miami compound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like there's a scene missing, because he's, like, on the floor getting knocked out, mm-hmm. and then in the next scene, he comes and finds Tony, and was like... yeah. No one, no okay. one thought to shoot him. Yeah, while no. Here. Everyone just leaves yeah. him on the ground. They, they didn't kill him, which mm-hmm. was a choice. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was super weird. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. So the two of them now, best bros. Tony doesn't need a sidekick, but he has a partner. He's a dad. partner. <laughs> kicking ass and taking names. Um, go and save the president. Well, go and try and save the president and, you know, then try and attempt to save Pepper, which are both conveniently in the same place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But while they're trying to save the president, they call the vice president and we find out that he's actually in on this whole plot because he will take over as president and his uh, granddaughter, I assume, is missing a limb. And I'm assuming Killian promised him that they would use extremists to help her regrow it. Yeah. So they're not going to get any help from the military. They're on their own. Mm -hmm. So now they're on some weird shipping freighter, which is... Kind of convenient, because finally we have lack of, um, you know... Collateral damage. Yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ! For once. <laughs> so it's a little well, refreshing. Honestly, I think they actually say that, too. They say something about, like, oh, I feel like it's remote or something like that. Oh, do they? But Probably. I, I could be thinking, it, I could be thinking of a different movie when they say that, so... It's just very refreshing, so you can 
so like um Tony and Rhodey can just go in and know that the only people there are the bad the guys. Bad guys. <laughs> yeah. They can just deal with them, it's fine. And they do. Mm-hmm. And Tony initiates the house party protocol, mm-hmm. which brings in all of his uh, suits that he's been working on this whole time, and, you know, it's time to put them to work, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, he doesn't have anything coded for Rhodey, so Rhodey <laughs> just has to be a normal dude. Yeah. Which yeah. is also good at doing. Cool enough yeah. without one, so it's fine. It's, I feel like it's a definitely a, it's a cool scene to, like, watch him kind of go in and out of the suits, oh, like, yeah. kind of as he pleases. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I think that's a, that those are really fun transition scenes. Yeah, and, and it, well, it's really fun to see because, like, he... He clearly built each suit to do something different. Yeah. So he like goes into some of them for like a split second to show the audience this is what I built this one for to yeah. do this specific little trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was fun. Eventually, Tony finds Pepper, and she's been trapped under some rubble. And unfortunately, she falls what he thinks is to her death. So he has a kind of sad, quiet moment mm-hmm. while Rhodey saves the president. Mm-hmm. Does some cool swing in action. <laughs> and then he gets his Iron Patriot suit. Yes. Which, you know, is really War Machine. <laughs> it, it gets rebranded, I think, like, immediately after this, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as Rhodey becomes an Avenger, he's like, bye, military. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to being War Machine now. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's the final boss fight, essentially, between mm-hmm. Tony and Killian and Pepper is not dead. <laughs> Yay! Um, luckily, the extremist uh, that she was injected with bonded with her, so she did not... Blow up. Blow up. She survived the explosion, and she kicks a motherfucking ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's the one who puts the final end to Killian, mm-hmm. after Killian just mops the floor with Tony for yeah. ten minutes. Ooh, that was so violent. <laughs> <laughs> that was really violent. That was really violent. Oh, it was adorable. Yes. And then pretty much the end of the movie is just everybody getting cured. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Pepper, they get her fixed and sorted out. We don't see it, but we just assume that's what happened. Well, that's what he says. Right. Yeah, Pepper sorted out. Right. And then for Tony himself, he's like, okay, it's time to get this heart condition fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He gets the shrapnel removed from his chest so that it's not going to be a threat to his heart anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes it easier for him and Pepper to move forward. Mm-hmm. Because he's not just Iron Man, you know, right. he's whole again kind of thing. Yeah. Well, in, in a way, kind of like, it eliminates for him, now he doesn't need to work on these distractions. Before, mm-hmm. you know, the the whole thing, like, powered his suit, so it was like, I need to do this stuff because I... To live. I fuel these things, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, now it's like, well, now you don't need to anymore. Right. So, I think for him himself, it's like, it's mm-hmm. eliminating the thought that he needs to now right. do these things, because he doesn't. I can do them for fun. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, to top it off... Uh, Right at the end, when they save each other, he initiates the clean slate protocol, Mm -hmm. and all of his distractions blow up. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's a nice, pretty show for Christmas. (laughs) I I still kind of hope that he kept, you know, the Mach 1. I kind of, for sentimentality reasons, I hope that that's somewhere in storage. Right, if it's not, like, Well, Obadiah took it, so... Maybe it's at at the start. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how much of that they repurposed into the (gasps) warmonger suit. If only. I know, it's a shame. It would be cool, though. Yeah. And then the after credit scene with this one is just kind of a throwaway one. It's Banner uh, listening to him tell this whole entire story, but yeah. he wasn't listening to it. Science bros! Science bros! He's not that kind of doctor. <laughs> he needed a nap. Banner's always tired. Yeah. Is that a secret? He's always tired. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that all of our secrets? Yeah. We're always tired. It, yes, that is completely true. So the next movie is going to be Thor The Dark World. It came out in 2013. 
And uh, I have a feeling it's also going to be low on the list like Thor was. Sorry, <sighs> Thor, I love you. It's so weird, but all right. Yeah. I mean, on rewatch, it's just some of them kind of rose above other ones. And mm. unfortunately, this wasn't one of them. Although it was much better on rewatch than I remember it being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was more interested in it. And I like the look of the elves and the ether and the I way they did all that. They're so creepy. The they're, elves, they're weird little doll masks. Yeah, no. They're real scary. I like them. <laughs> they remind me of um, the doll things that you fight in Alice. Yes. Ugh. Alice Madness Returns. Alice Madness Returns. Oh, yeah. Those Gr- things are awful. Creepy. With, like, the goopy black, oh, uh, yeah. like, oil bodies or whatever. Yes. Oh, man. Gross. <laughs> But this this movie, every time I watch a Thor movie, I'm reminded of God of War 2018. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's dark elves that you fight, and they look yeah. almost like that. Well, and it's kind of the same mythology, too, right? Yeah. I mean, so, well, similar? They, no, it is. It oh, okay. Is. Yeah, it's yeah. It, Thor's in it and all that. It's Norse mythology. Right, right. Okay. Um, but they have wings, of course, in God of War. They're a little less human-y looking, but mm-hmm. I really like the, the whole aesthetic. So, it so opens with... So let's like way back into Thor. <laughs> okay. So, it opens... I'll just talk about video games for, you know, three hours. I know. So, it opens with uh, the exposition fairy, Odin, giving us all t- types of information. You mean he's not napping? <laughs> for once. That's a sleepy bitch, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Odin's father, Bor, he went to war against the Dark Elves 5,000 years ago or something like that, whenever the convergence happened last time. Mm-hmm. To stop them from using the ether to send the nine realms into darkness. And the ether, even though it's liquid, it's still an infinity stone and it's the reality stone. Okay. Right, which at this point we don't know that, Mm-mm. but it's later in this movie where we finally get introduced to the infinity stone. So I guess that's why this movie is necessary is to give Thor a sequel and also to kind of kick that off. This is kind of the big setup yeah. for all of the Infinity War stuff. This, mm-hmm. this particular movie, and I forget every time I watch it that yeah. it is. Yeah. But that's where we're introduced to it. And it's interesting watching it again, knowing what happens in the sure. future and in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like the way they represented the ether in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, a better thing they represented in this movie is Chris Hemsworth's dye job. Oh my gosh, yes. his hair and his beard look so much better. Well, yeah. it was better in Avengers. Yeah. This is true. But so, it was, I mean, it's it peak. W- it's peak. <laughs> is, it's peak is Thor now. Thor, it's Thor too. <laughs> He's looking right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the Dark Elves want to find the Aether, um, Loki and Thor are back on Asgard, Loki's put into prison, uh, Thor's still looking at Earth, pining through Hem- Hemdel's eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they sentenced Loki to the dungeon forever because of what he did on Earth, even mm-hmm. though he still does not take responsibility for it. <sighs> he n- never will. Oh, it's so, oh, come on, man, I, I like you, but... Unless he was being manipulated. I mean, even if he was, Still, he wasn't yeah. now. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. And basically the only person who comes to see him now is his mom. Which is mm-hmm. fine. They mm-hmm. have a good, they have a good connection, a good relationship, which I really wish we could have seen more, more of, but... Well, Rene Russo had nothing to do in the first Thor. No. I don't, did she have, like, more than a line? I don't think no, so. I, yeah, I think that was about it. Yeah. Line, and she she was super cool in this one. Yeah, they um, gave her a fight scene and then they killed her. Yeah, she fought and also she's the one who taught Loki magic. Mm-hmm. So he knows how to do the, you know, body switcheroo thanks to her because she does it. And I thought that was cool because Thor doesn't know magic. Thor's all brute strength. Mm-hmm. But she taught Loki well, what right. she He's knew. He's the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right. it's kind of... Uh, goes with that. Goes with it. You know? <laughs> totally. So, um, they're in London now. 
on Earth. Jane and Jane her and her people. <laughs> no more Dutch angles. No more Dutch angles. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know what a relief it was? Not to just be angry the whole movie. <laughs> Um, oh. So her and her intern Darcy, who also got an intern, an intern. <laughs> Darcy comes Which, in. Which part of this I find interesting is that it was actually Darcy then that found this convergence. Yes. Ha- Again, they don't know it's a convergence at this point, but it's actually Darcy that finds it, and she's not a science person. Mm-hmm. Well, she she found it and kind of didn't find it. She was like, "This thing is going weird." Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what it means? Yeah. <laughs> but she definitely, but she did know something. Right. It meant something. And she tried to find Jane to kind of fix it. Yeah. And then they, uh, they go to this abandoned factory where they find some kids who've been playing with some portals. <laughs> Which, hell yeah. <laughs> what kid wouldn't play with portals? Yeah. Um, so like disrupted physics kind of all around <laughs> floating things and, um, Which is fine. Which makes it, again, for some really fun scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say one thing about this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> So the ether calls to Jane, and mm-hmm. she enters this like other dimension. Wherever, wherever the convergence is lining up, it's starting to blur the line between all the worlds. Mm-hmm. And she's able to get in, in there. She of course has to go mess with it, <laughs> as everyone does. As a scientist, and it infects her. <laughs> she she absorbs the reality stone. I just want to say that say that that sounds like such a bad idea. <laughs> we don't know what it is yet, but. <laughs> Just saying. But she it, absorbs it and it's totally fine. But it doesn't immediately kill her, but they do say it will kill her. Right. They yeah. have to get it out of her. Mm-hmm. And also her napping through the movie. <laughs> I was like, this is a nice paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lay down. Yeah. Let Thor cover me with a blanket. She had pretty costumes. So. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She did. She did. And I, I like how when she comes back to Earth, they were like, oh, you've been on Asgard. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what? Just by her clothes? But Obviously. I mean, I guess. Uh, but the Bifrost has been rebuilt, so... Mm-hmm. Heimdall is helping Thor stalk her yeah. <laughs> on Earth and look at her. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden he can't see her. Right. So Thor freaks the fuck out and is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, go check to, it out. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Earth. So he does that, he sees her, she slaps him a couple times, <laughs> and then he woos her very easily. <laughs> swoon. Swoon. Swoon, swoon. And Thor ends up taking Jane back to Asgard because he can tell something's wrong with her and they need to find out what. Yeah, well, he just assumes that his medics or whatever, you know, on Asgard would know what kind of otherworldly things they're dealing with, which, you know, fair. Mm-hmm. Right, because when the cops try to take her, the ether is protecting itself mm-hmm. and pushes them all away. Right. Yeah. So, some crazy shit's going on. Right. So the Asgard medics kind of, you know, do a full body scan of her, find out uh, that it is this ether thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and while all that's happening, the dark elves have infiltrated the prison on, in Asgard. Well, they send they, they send out. that one guy mm-hmm. who has some kind of like weird magic stone thing put into him, so that he's going to be it's it's invincible. It's, it's like the ether. It's like a yeah. piece of the ether, mm-hmm. and it like crush it, and they become like some yeah. So he orchestrates a prison break, and then mm-hmm. everybody starts attacking all the Asgardian guards. Meanwhile, on the outside, the dark elves are also coming in on their. Really cool-looking spaceships. That... They're so stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that the guy doesn't let Loki out. He looks at Loki and he's like, no. <laughs> You're going to stay there. <laughs> Which, fair. Totally yes. fair. So Heimdall does sense something's wrong, even though he can't see them, and he is able to destroy one, and he puts up this super cool force field that he... is immediately destroyed. He tries. The force field never actually... Gets, gets completed. Yeah. Well, the guy who started the prison break wasn't just there to do that. He went and destroyed that mechanism that 
that has it inside the palace. Yeah. So he was already in there when they made the force field. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're getting past all their defenses because they want the ether. They want the ether. Coming out of which, Jane. Right, which at this point, so Thor realizes, and, and probably everything Odin and Frigga kind of also help. They're like, okay, she needs to get off this plan. She needs to go. Like, mm-hmm. they're coming after her. Get her away. So that becomes the, the new plan is to get, get yeah. Jane out of Asgard. Yeah, so Jane goes with Frigga at this point. Yes. And Fr- they're... Yeah. Frigga protects her, and yeah. Malekith ends up killing her. Killing her, yes. Unfortunately. So sad. Um, but she uses her, the same magic that Loki uses to make it look like Jane's in the room when she's not. Yes. And so Thor wants to take Jane um, away, but mm-hmm. Odin is kind of just wants to fight. So it's yeah. a reversal of Thor wants to find some other way to deal with this, to get Malekith uh, to take the darkness out of her, and Odin's like, nah. Let's just fight. We're gonna stand yeah. and fight till like our last dying breath is basically what he's saying. Yeah, like, we don't, we're not gonna try to alleviate the situation, but I think it's just a point of probably pride because he's like, oh well, my father defeated the mm-hmm. the dark elves. I'm gonna also defeat exactly. the dark elves, which, but that's not something he can do. Right, mm-hmm. which is like like Alicia said with Thor in the first one. You know, my father fought the frost giants mm-hmm. and won. I want to fight the frost giants and yeah. won. So and now like, so the rules have reversed. So yeah. I wonder where Thor gets it from. <laughs> oh, no, we know where Thor gets it from. Yeah. Uh, but Thor goes to his friends. So Heimdall, of course, Sif, and two of his bros. Uh, Hogan actually stayed on Vanaheim earlier in the movie. They had mm-hmm. a, uh, they were putting down an re- uh, insurrection there. Yeah. Right. But, so, the four of them are gonna help him get Jane out of Asgard. And whose help do they need? Because they can't use the Bifrost? Loki! Loki. <laughs> so they go and try to, um, he goes and talks to Loki in his little dungeon, and that's kind of the first time that we see him without his, like, ruse that he's been this magic that he's been putting in his dungeon, and he just looks like a freaking mess. Well, oh, he's, man. He's been grieving since his since, since Frigga his died. Yeah, he, he exactly. Just destroyed everything, because, again, he was, even though he didn't want to show it or admit it, he was close to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loved her. He oh, definitely yeah. loved her. Um, so they break him out. You get an awesome cameo by Chris Evans, which I don't think anybody expected at all. Um, which <laughs> yeah. is a fun, which Loki, is a fun scene. Loki dresses up as cat for a minute. <laughs> so funny. Which is fun. It is another, again, one of those things that kind of, like, ties the whole things together. Very, you know, little thing. Mm-hmm. So. And on the way out, every single one of Thor's friends threatens Loki's life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, fair. I was like, yes. oh, and they're all like, he's gonna betray you, and Thor's like, yeah, he's gonna try. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> so, what they end up doing is they steal one of the Dark Elf ships to mm-hmm. get out of the Capitol building, and then they switch to a little Arsgardian the boat skimmer thing. Yeah. And then they use that to go through this little secret Rainbow Bridge cave that, yeah. Loki, that Loki knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one by one, the the friends have kind of been helping them mm-hmm. to get. So get at, in the end, it's just Loki, um, Thor, and Foster. Yeah. Who's asleep? <laughs> Who's asleep? Who's asleep? Yes. So, Heavy burden, though. Exactly. And they end up taking it not to Earth, but to the Dark Elves' homeworld, because that's where Malekith and his people have gone back to. Mm-hmm. I can't even pronounce that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to try. I'm looking at it. It's... <laughs> Sevathheim. Nope. <laughs> nope. Heim. Where Heim. The, it would, it's got to be Heim. It would yeah. end in Heim. Where the Dark Elves are from. <laughs> that place. And initially, it looks like Loki's betrayed Thor again. Mm-hmm. 
But it's a ruse. Jokes on them. <laughs> jokes on them. And then Loki dies. So jokes well, on him. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, well. Well, before that, they're tricking uh, Malachi to get the ether out of Jane. Trixie hobbitses. Yeah, exactly. And so they do get the ether out. Mm-hmm. And Malekith is standing there all triumphant. And Thor tries to use his lightning to destroy it. But you can't destroy an Infinity Stone wah, wah. just like that. I feel like you can't. In- it dis- I feel like you can't destroy ether with lightning because that's just air molecule. You know, like, yeah. that's liquid. I feel like yeah. that would I mean, have worked. I mean, it did explode, but I mean, right. it, in 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 the end, it's just it's the stone. Right. Yeah, so. I know that, but it's just I'm like I don't even think that would work on real ether. For no. Sure. <laughs> and during this whole thing, Loki saves Jane like twice. Twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He keeps <laughs> like. Oh, and then and then uh, Thor saves him. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, just be bros, please. No. Stop being bad. And he just can't help himself. Ah, uh, they're siblings. Heather knows what that's like. Heather knows what that's like. <laughs> I do. Oh. But in the end, Thor is fatally wounded. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Loki is fatally wounded. Yeah. And dies. Fake fake sacrifices himself. Yeah. Uh, which at the time, the first time we saw it in the theater, it was just like, oh no, Loki. Yeah. And th- then I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of nice. Dead. Him and uh, him and Thor have a nice, you know, bro they moment. Do. So we at least get that, and so I think that's kind of why because we think that mm-hmm. we think we think he's really dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Malekith takes the the ether and heads to Earth. Of course. Jane and Thor are stuck on. Mystery named planet. Heim. <laughs> Something, Something Heim. <laughs> and uh, Jane finds the cave where all the stuff's been disappearing in and out of from that... The uh, portal on her world. Yeah, her, yeah, yeah. They're thinking with portals now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. And they get back. Eric has no pants. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that too. When I does he self, ever? Celtic is pantless. <laughs> Once they get back with their crew in London, uh, oh, poor Eric, he means well. Yeah. But like Tony, New York rattled his fucking head, and he's For still Celtic, yeah. he's still a little off. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, when you when you see all that there is to see, it's like, what do you do now? Yeah. <laughs> mhm. So they figure out a way to use these like gravitational fields rods. to yeah. yeah rods to disrupt what uh, what's going on as the different worlds align mm-hmm. and they do some complicated science shit while Thor's trying to distract Malekith. It doesn't work and so Thor's like, alright, I'll try your science. <laughs> that works. Mm-hmm. And yes. he's able to cut Malekith into pieces and drop a ship on him thanks to Selvig's help at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I like. <laughs> I like that science and magic are put together in this. Yeah. 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 Well, and then it's constantly used like interchangeably amongst the characters when they're talking about things, you know, mm-hmm. the one, one of them will refer to something as magic and the same person will refer to it as science yep. and vice versa. So I, I agree. It's interesting. And according to Thor, they're one and the same. Exactly. So is it an interesting convergence of the two things? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say convergence again. Convergence. <laughs> they just kept saying it. <laughs> like, we got it. It's a cool science word. Yes. So Thor ends up going back to his homeworld after this, mm-hmm. and he kind of committed treason on the way out, as Jane says. Yeah. So he has to make right by his father, but fortunately, Odin is already Loki. Right. Loki had come in earlier as a fate guard and takes over. And they have another heartwarming talk mm. where he sends Thor and his Mary with his blessing to hang out with Jane and, you know, chill out on Earth. Right. Mm-hmm. So he does. Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't take the hammer with him. 
Yeah, he does. He does? He absolutely does. Okay. Because he says uh, Thor is going to hand it to Loki, and Loki is like, I can't pick that up. In thinking uh, that. And yeah, so yeah. he's like, no, that's yours. Yeah, <laughs> you, you keep that. That's what, okay, I didn't understand. Because if you would have... if you, Oh, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, I wrote, can't keep Hammer, dead giveaway. And I thought I was referring to Thor. No. I was referring to Loki. Yeah. 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 It's okay. It's been a long few days. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> We've been marathoning pretty much nonstop for two and a half days, so... Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's all right. Okay. Uh, but, yes. yeah, so no, he leaves with his hammer, and the end credits are Sif and Volstag, and they're taking the ether to the Collector. Benicio Del Toro. His first showing, right? Yep, the Collector's first appearance, mm-hmm. um, which then, of course, he shows back up again in Guardians. Um, mm-hmm. But this is where they actually say Infinity Stone. Like, mm-hmm. the, what do they say? That the Tesseract is already on Asgard. We can't have two Infinity Stones. Yes. Yep. So Tesseract confirmed as an Infinity Stone. Yes. And we know now it's the Space Stone. And then the ether is the reality stone. Which now it's with the collector. Mm-hmm. So they're spread out. Or they're trying to spread them out anyway. They're so. trying. So, yeah. <laughs> and then, th- yeah, that'll come back to us once we get to Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to move on to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Woo! Which is, like, my fave. I love this movie. <laughs> it's it's so fun. Well, it, it introduces... One of your favorite characters. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it, just, it introduces new characters... That just as an audience member, as a fan, you just, you love these characters and they introduce them in a great way. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm referring to both Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. So. <laughs> yeah. Bucky. Yeah. Besides Black Panther, Bucky Barnes, it, this is Alicia, is my absolute favorite. <laughs> I love him because he gets a redemption arc and he's not even to blame for his bad shit because he was being no. mind controlled. Yeah. Yep. So. Spoilers. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I love Bucky <laughs> so much. And Black Widow, I also love. Has a really great um, bro relationship with, like, all of them in that movie. Her friendship with Cap is one of my very favorite things Mm -hmm. of this whole series. Well, and and she had to earn it. Mm -hmm. She had to earn that friendship. Oh, yeah. Well, he thought she was just a a shield, you know, bimbo. And then come to realize, no, she's really trustworthy. She's loyal. She's a good friend. And I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Um, and I don't think we said it, but Thor um, came out in 2013, so that came out the same year as um, Iron Man 3. This one, Captain America, came out in um, 2014. Yeah, they just started rapid firing these things at us. Yeah, once they realized what they had, it started to be two, <laughs> oh. two or three movies a year. Which I yeah. love. I don't like having to wait a really long time in between. And honestly, the with the fastness of it... The, the quality doesn't degrade. Mm-mm. Like they've gotten better. They're be- somehow, yeah, somehow, somehow. Disney magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they keep picking the correct directors because the Russo brothers struck this, and mm-hmm. then they direct Civil War and they direct Infinity uh, War, and they are also directing Endgame, and they're just like batting at you know mm-hmm. a thousand. They're so good. Make that money. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, totally. So this movie, for once, just starts and. Mm-hmm. Steve is running around the reflection pool in DC, mm-hmm. and he starts saying, on your left, which we say all the time. <laughs> yes, we yeah. do. Which I think becomes like one of those iconic quotes mm-hmm. has become, even though they never use it again outside of this yeah. movie, but it's one of the things I think fans use. Yeah. So Cap meets Sam Wilson, and they kind of just hit it off immediately. Like, they don't know each other, but... Well, they're both soldiers. So yeah. they, they have that kind of unspoken soldier bond. Mm-hmm. Sure. That yeah, respect. Yeah. And Sam looks up to Cap, but he's not a kiss-ass like some people have no. been. Mm-hmm. Which which he, he does that constantly throughout the movie. Like, he does 
follow oh, yeah. Steve a lot, but he does it not because, like, he has to, because he wants to, because he's like, this dude knows what's up, and he knows how to call plays, you know, the reason why Cap is the leader, and, and like, you know, it's something Sam recognizes, so he wants to do something, and he gets to do something and follow behind a great leader. Exactly. So, Black Widow picks up Cap for a mission mm-hmm. with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. For S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mission. Yeah. A, a S.H.I.E.L.D. boat has been taken over by some terrorists, and Cap, Widow, Rumlow, who is Crossbones later, mm-hmm. and Strike Team, Strike Team. Yep. they all go to rescue everybody. Yep. They note that Sitwell was on board. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the heck is he doing on board? That's odd. Right, because he's, like, a higher up, like, not high up, but, like, he's, like, a death he's, worker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, what are you doing? He's not an agent. Right. Like, they are. Yeah. Field agent? No. No, not in the way that they are. So One of the suit-wearing yeah. wearing guys. Why is the pencil pusher right. mm-hmm. on this boat? This, yeah. you know, secret boat. Right. So, the, the most awesome shit ever. Cap leaps out of the... Uh, Quinjet without a parachute. A parachute. <laughs> this is the first time that he's done it because mm-hmm. in the other movies, when he's jumped out he of does. things, he actually grabs a parachute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But Brian, our friend Brian, watched it with us. He actually did point out this is the first time we've seen him jump into water. So maybe that's why he didn't take a parachute. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He very expertly landed in the water. Yeah. Then climbed. However, up. you can also be killed by water impacts. Yeah, <laughs> you can. Okay. All movies have taught me that that doesn't happen, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. You could shatter every bone in your body if you hit it's it wrong. It's not like when you jump off of a bridge you most people Help, survive so yeah no that's not fun but he's cap so he survives of course, of course. but he is a super soldier oh yeah so, he, he's gonna be fine yes and also his shield uniform the blue i love it mm-hmm. it's so good it's yes. like stealthy mm-hmm. oh it's so good it's all blue it's missing yeah. all red no yeah. I, I know it's not the typical captain america look um which he will regain later on which is when he gets his identity back sim- as captain america symbolism yes <laughs> yes he's it's being all... turned into something he doesn't want to be turned he's, into exactly he's an operative yeah yep yep that's all he is now mm-hmm. but he makes such quick work of all these bad guys it's fucking beautiful right. <laughs> the way mm-hmm. he just runs through everybody right so he takes out a bunch of the guards, the mercenaries, you know, because his mission, or as he thinks the entire team's mission, is to just save, save the hostages. Save the hostages. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but of course, <laughs> Nat, Natasha, has a completely different mission, mm-hmm. um, which is to get the intel that they have, or, yes. or that they're trying to take, or back up the files is kind of what her mission is, her, not the people. It's her extract mission. the data from the ship's yeah. computers and bring it back to yeah. Fury. So that's that's her separate mission from Nick Fury that nobody told Cap about, because mm-hmm. Cap asked her to go help with the hostages. So he kind of stumbles in the room after fighting Batroc, and she's like, whoopsie! <laughs> you weren't supposed to catch me here. Yeah. This is awkward. Uh, so he's pissed at her for that, but they get out together, and once they have rescued all the hostages, he confronts Nick about it back at S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick is kind of blasé about it. Yeah. And then he takes him, you know, he, he basically is like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to prove something to you that, you know, we can trust each other. I'm going to show you this secret project. Mm-hmm. And he shows him Project Insight, which is Ashley's hate most it. hated thing. Hate so much. No. Three helicarriers. Helicarriers. I wouldn't say I hate Project Insight, although it's a bullshit project. But I just fucking hate helicarriers. Because it's a good evil project. It's a tool. Helicarriers are a tool, and they're stupid, and I hate them. 
I, and now I, there are, now there are three of them. I I enjoyed them. <laughs> Fine, enjoy they're, them. They get destroyed. Uh, they do. <laughs> well, I like explosions, so I'm down. And yeah. they're built to be destroyed. Yep. So Project Inside is basically they have this program this algorithm that's going to pick out potential threats to mm-hmm. shield to the world cough cough to hydra and kill them all in one fell swoop which is kind of interesting that um fury saying you know they're putting this together f- to detect threats potential threats yes. which that's that's what they put the avengers team together or no sorry not put them together that's why they were keeping tabs on them because remember there's that line about it's captain america on the threat watch Oh, yeah. So they're keeping tabs on them already because mm-hmm. of threats. So you have to wonder if Insight started with the main them and, you know, has just expanded I, now into this broader project. Yeah, I, no, I think that's absolutely the case because people keep saying ever since Thor fell out of the sky, they've been on high alert kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. And, but Cap is like, no, this isn't freedom, this is fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't approve of this. Well, because sure. it's talking about taking out people, like, before they... It's Even talking about taking out children yeah. and stuff like that. It's... And it's like how you... A computer program doesn't know that somebody's going to do something bad. Like, you can't predict that, so... Yeah, well, and something bad, who is deciding what that means? Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, where on the scale? Yeah. You know, if you're above a five, that means you right. get incinerated? Right. And if Hydra's deciding, that's bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking everyone. What? Hydra? <laughs> Who's that? Who? And then we get a double whammy of sadness because Cap goes to the Air and Space Museum to check out the Howling Commandos exhibit and then goes to see old lady Peggy <laughs> in her hospital bed. Alzheimer's. Oh my gosh. Or dementia. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. Uh, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's, oh, it's effective. <laughs> it really is. It made me totally emotional and I hate it. Mm-hmm. But I love it at the same time. So Nick finally tries to look at the files that Black Widow brought back for him, but he's locked out. And he apparently is locked out by himself because it says on the uh, authority of the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's locked out. Who is he- Who is Nick Fury? So he goes to talk with Robert Redford, a.k.a. Secretary Pierce, and he wants him to delay the project. But now that he's kind of tipped his hand, Secretary Pierce knows he's got to get rid of him. Get rid of Fury, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this is where we first get introduced to the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, because Nick yeah Nick gets attacked while he's mm-hmm. driving, in the car. which is a super cool scene. I, I want a car like that. <laughs> <laughs> it has a gun in it. Yeah, propulsion system. Yeah, and like nearly indestructible windows, except they had to pull off this battering ram to mm-hmm. to get through them. But mm-hmm. Nick thinks he's got away, and the Winter Soldier blows his damn car up. Yes, so crazy. And he, you said he used a piece of tech from Agents of Shield, right? Yeah, the um, the laser little pin laser thing he uses to cut through the um, the ground essentially. Um, you talking about Nick? That Nick uses, mm-hmm. yeah. It's brought up um, in Agents of Shield. Uh, Fitz actually created it because they, oh, cool. yeah, they they bring it up in there and uh, use it once or twice or something like that. But um, I always. At the time mm-hmm. when we watched Agents of Shield, it was one of those things that it's was a cool tie-in. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, and it's nice to you know know that you know they have all these spy gadgets. Mm-hmm. Here's the people that make them. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and Maria uses it later to help spring Sam, Widow, and Cap uh, from Strike Team. Right. Which is cool. I was like, oh, they used it twice in the movie. Right. That's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually, it's just a throwaway. Right. Thing. They used it one time, and then we never see it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, Cap's coming home, and he finds Nick... In his apartment. ...hanging out, just let himself in. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick is super stealth, you know, t- 
text putting on his uh his cell phone texting him <laughs> while talking while talking yeah which i would not be able to talk and te- talk something different and type something different oh I mean, I, you yeah, can't no. walk in pokemon i can't it's like I can't. <laughs> you yeah. gotta stop to do yeah, that so true <laughs> so i i believe you <laughs> and eventually Nick gets a uh, gets shot by the Winter Soldier through mm-hmm. the wall of the freaking apartment, mm-hmm. and Peggy's niece Sharon Carter busts down the door. Agent Thirteen, which we don't know that's her niece yet. No, we no, don't. yeah, we yep. don't find that out until later. But I, yeah, I think it's much later. It's the well, next movie. It's she's at, so she, Civil War. She's at the funeral. At the funeral, she speaks oh, yeah. at the funeral. And that's yeah. when he, that's when he finds out. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because at the end of this movie, Black Widow says, "You should meet my friend Sharon." And she's referring to Agent 13. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but she doesn't say Sharon Carter. Right. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. like, ooh, ooh. But she does announce herself as Agent 13. Agent 13. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. of course, at this point, um, Steve doesn't know who to trust. He doesn't mm-hmm. even know if he should trust Fury. No. Um, yeah. Let alone his neighbor who just did a 180 mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Fury gives him the flash drive, and then Steve goes to try to chase Bucky. Right, because yeah. he saw him out the window, so... Mm-hmm. So, Maria, Nat, and Steve all go to the hospital, Mm -hmm. and Romulo and Sitwell are in the background of the shot. Yeah. um, Yes. Maria, Natasha, and Steve are right up against the observation glass, Mm -hmm. I guess, like, watching the surgery, and then behind them, kind of off cam, like, like half of them, half of them is off camera, and the back is Romulo and Sitwell. It's a very ominous shot, Mm -hmm. which I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, ooh, good foreshadowing. Well, what's kind of interesting, or or kind of funny for me, I'm just like, you know what they could have done super easily is just taking them, all three of them out right there. Just, you know. They could have. Nick's on the table dying, Romulo could have just taken out a gun and just... Well, they were well, in, like, a public hospital. Yeah. So... But you don't think Hydra could cover that up? They could, but they didn't, but, they weren't going to announce that they were Hydra. Yeah, but... So... But, I mean, they could, I mean, Romulo could have done it, blamed it on Sitwell. Sitwell could have done it, blamed it on Romulo. I'm not saying Hydra would not, like, throw one of their own under the bus. But I also mm. don't think that that was the right time, time. No. for them to do that. Also, I feel like they still probably could have used, you know, Cap and right. Nat and all of them, you know, in their right. in their plot sure. eventually. Sure, so sure. I think they were just yeah. biding their time. Totally. But they were definitely there to make sure that probably Nick dies. That Nick died. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Well, Maria, sure. Maria says later, any attempt on the director's life had to look like it succeeded. Mm-hmm. So I like that they had those guys there to witness it. That it happened. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't just the good guys witnessing it. Right. Yeah. Which was super cool. Uh, I just want to say Nat's hair in this movie is terrible and super distracting. It's so distracting. I don't... The color and the length. The, and... Yeah. The color, the length, and just the styling. It's like, what kind of decision this, process? This is what, was... It's like the... Super um, straight, straight, more orange. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the shoulder length. It's like past her shoulders. Yeah, too. yeah. It's yeah. not quite shoulder length. I mean, it's cute in Ultron because it's cut a little shorter, has a little bit of a wave to it, mm. but in this one, it's just... It's not a good look. No. Mm-mm. She's trying something know. new. She's a spy. I, she tries something new all the time. <laughs> <laughs> She's always changing. You gotta, gotta I know. change it up. Exactly. So Cap uh, is basically ordered back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Fury's pronoun- Fury is pronounced dead. Everybody Steve sad. hides the USB stick, um, which I feel like that's still a very public place to hide it in the hospital, but you know, I guess you work with what you got. <laughs> well, he wanted to dump it before he went back to S.H.I.E.L.D. in case he got caught or frisked right. mm-hmm. or whatever. So he goes back and talks to Secretary Pierce, and that conversation doesn't go well because he basically tells him nothing, and Pierce knows he knows something. Right. Yeah. 
So he gets into the elevator, which is another really cool scene. Which this is fun. Oh, one of my favorite scenes, <sighs> to movie, be honest. Well, that's that's yeah. one of the ones that I think that they had released before the movie, right? It was like one of those. I think um, it was teaser, like a teaser trailer. Really, thing. I, think I think so. Okay. Or at least him standing in an elevator surrounded by bodies. <laughs> I think that was part of a trailer. I don't think that, obviously, they don't show the fight scene, but I right. think he's like, it's whatever he says to them prior to them. It's like, shall we get started or something no, like that? No. And I think it cuts off. He says, before we begin, does anyone want to get, get out? out? I think that, I <laughs> yes. think that's the trailer. So, okay. yeah, I, I think a, I do remember that. It's a great scene. Yes. I love that line. <laughs> oh, this movie has such good set pieces. But I feel like... Even though he's Cap and he's got a vibranium shield, jumping out of, like, 40 floors to a cement floor, oh, you would yeah. break your arm, yeah. at least. He, he broke through some more glass. Of course, <laughs> <was> Heather's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All the glass. Everyone has to shatter glass. Well, and I feel like him landing on the vibranium shield, I mean, that alone would Shit. do something. I mean, yeah, sure, it protected you, but you also just ran into vibranium. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. No kidding. <laughs> So, Cap escapes, he swings back towards the hospital, but Nat's there waiting for him. Mm-hmm. They have a really funny interaction where uh, he's demanding to know what's going on. She's like, I only act like I know everything Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery of that line is really weird, but it works, I guess. I, I don't know. I can't, I kind of think that's just the way Scarlett Johansson talks. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't know how else it could have been done. Acting, Ashley. Well, the first time I, I couldn't tell if it was sarcastic, and then I'm like, I don't know. It's delivered kind of dry. Yeah. And I never know if that's on purpose or not. I think so. If that's, if, is that Nat so, acting So dry. you're saying it didn't land for you? Didn't land for me. That line. <laughs> well, some people I liked get the line. Off. It just didn't land for me. I like it. <laughs> so eventually Nat does admit she has a flash drive and gives it to him, and she tells him all about the Winter Soldier who he had confronted uh, when he was trying to find the guy who shot Nick. And they can't go anywhere else to read this file, so they're gonna go to the freaking Apple store at the mall. <laughs> Are they just free computers? I, gu- I mean, crowds, I think, was the most yeah. relevant thing there, maybe, because yeah. they were able to blend in and hide mm-hmm. in the standard shield, I'm undercover garb of a hat and a hoodie mm-hmm. and yeah. glasses. He just that's, how, pa- that's how you go undercover, right? He just needed paint-covered overalls. <laughs> <laughs> a ponytail and a ponytail so that's where they discover that the secret shield bunker in new jersey yeah they trace back the location of where the file was made because mm-hmm. they can't they still can't get into they the still file. can't read it right. yeah mm-hmm. so then they they go there to and they activate that supercomputer <laughs> yes <laughs> that has <laughs> zola inside containing it. the preserved which... consciousness of freaking right. zola <laughs> which again we had kind of brought up back when we did captain america first avenger where um tommy lee jones's character offers zola out and mm. it's, it, here it is here's where we find out it was not a good idea <laughs> um because basically since then there has been a hydra agent within mm-hmm. shield yep so then Zola just monologues for oh about ten it. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool watching all talk on the com- outdated computer. I liked computer it. And yeah, stuff, but it, it is it's very cool. long. And it's cool to see that the the computer is like the entire building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His brain is so big; it's full of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! And then of course, it's oh, I've told you my whole plan, and all of the evil Hydra's done, but you're not going to get out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and you know. Strike team blows it up, mm-hmm. but they don't kill him. Of no, not. <laughs> no. Uh, Steve pr- kind of protects them all with it, him and Nat with his shield, um, and now they have nowhere to go. You know they can't go back to Shield. 
Um, they don't have any friends because, you know, the Avengers are all AWOL. So it's just the two of them. And they go they go to Sam's because Sam had, or Steve had I a thought, bonding moment. When you said they have nowhere to go, you said, they're going to go to Sam's. <laughs> like, the like, store? The store. <laughs> like Sam's Club? Like Sam's Club. <laughs> to be fair, They that's could have okay. totally survived in Sam's Club. Exactly. <laughs> all right, when the zombie apocalypse breaks out. We're going to Sam's. We're going to Sam's. <laughs> For you, sure. you live near one now, so. Oh, that's so true. Let's triangulate Alicia's um, apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of like we were talking about earlier, they finally are like, okay, why the hell was Sitwell on this ship? Let's go find out what he knows. Mm-hmm. And Sam reveals that he was a paratrooper, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And they have to go get his wings, but they don't show us the scene of them breaking into the military facility. They just say, no problem. Do it off screen, mm-hmm. and then in the next Come scene, back he them. with the wing pack. <laughs> Ain't nobody had time for that. No, yeah. to show that. Well, I just it's probably a cut scene somewhere. One of those deleted oh, yeah. scenes. There's probably some um, storyboard. It's probably like mm. drawn, oh, yeah, drawn yeah. storyboard. That'd which that cool actually be fun to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like more that we don't see it because it's just like yeah, we we can handle it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that's something that's well within our purview. So Ant Man got it for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Um, so we find out that. Um, you know, Sitwell's Hydra, which we already knew, and then that the Senator... Senator Stern. Which we have seen since Iron Man... Two. Two? Mm-hmm. One. Two. two. We've seen since Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. and At now least. we know that he is Hydra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And has a really terrible delivery of the Hail Hydra line. It's, like, weirdly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen his lips? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. And I'm like, all right, guys, you which, do whatever you want to do, man. That's totally cool with us. Which is, which is really cool because essentially you could assume that back then when he was trying to get the Iron Man tech and Tony was like, no, yeah. that was Hydra trying oh, to get definitely. the Iron Man tech. That's absolutely so. what Come it was. full circle. Yeah. Yes. So they bring Sybil up to a roof and Sybil says... To Cap, you're not going to do anything. What the hell? And he's like, no, I brought Black Widow. <laughs> she kicks him <laughs> off the roof. It's the best. It's so funny. And then they just start randomly talking about just other things oh, while he's so falling. Um, well, and then Black Widow's continually trying to set, set Steve up. up with another woman. You don't need no woman. <laughs> but she says, uh, this one chick has a nose ring. And Steve's like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> Is it a lip ring? Uh, maybe. I think some, sort like, of, some sort of face ring. Well, I think it's yeah. a lip ring, because when he said he's not ready for that, I thought, I was like, yeah, it'd probably be really weird for him to kiss somebody with a lip ring. That'd be really new. <laughs> I mean, since Nat's, like, his first kiss in 70 years. He said it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. He's no, a liar. He was. <laughs> he's such a liar. Oh, my gosh. Um, so Sitwell then tells them about the whole Hydra taking over the Insight plan, mm-hmm. basically, at that point, that they're going to use it to, um, basically, they've already triangulated all these hostiles, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to go ahead and just take them out now. And he mentions Stephen, Stephen Strange, Strange, who we're going to see in a couple movies. Oh, does <laughs> which, he? Yeah. Yeah. He says Stephen Strange, Ooh. which is interesting, because at this point, I don't know if Stephen Strange is Doctor, like, you know, I don't think he's had his accident happen to him. I think he's just a doctor, like, um, you know, a surgeon or whatever. We'll, we'll look it up when we watch that one and Time-wise. see where it falls in yeah. the timeline. Because that's what I, I wondered, if, if they're literally just keeping tabs on him because he's a super smart surgeon, or if at this point he has gone through his journey. We, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but so we'll look it up. So this is taking place two years after the Battle of New York, so keep that in mind. Okay. So what, 2014? Oh, yeah, I Avengers guess. This, 2012. This came out in 2014, yes. Uh, Assuming mm-hmm. that they're keeping the same years as us. Timeline. Mm-hmm. So, I think it depends unless they explicitly We'll, we'll say. have to see, you know, mm-hmm. where where it's at in the time. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it's a fun... So the Stephen Strange 
in general is a fun kind of throwaway line for again the fans and the audience because yeah. it's like I know that name but mm-hmm. also it might not matter whether or not he was Doctor Strange at this point because apparently this algorithm knows whether whether or not you're they're going to be. be I could see Stephen Strange without powers being a problem <laughs> yeah no for sure he, he was a problem <laughs> fucking hated him. yeah. Oh, no, I, I like. We'll get to that anger when we watch Steve, oh, or um, Doctor Strange. That's all. Ashley, so. That's all of Ashley's anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Leisha. I love Benedict Cumberbatch, so I have no hate. I do. <laughs> yes, it is Heather. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Sorry, can't help you. <laughs> but uh, two minutes left. Bye. <laughs> I need Kelly here. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> but at this point, they take Sybil back uh, into the vehicle, and they're driving away. And Winter Soldier pounces on the top of the car. Nat jumps into Steve's lap, which mm-hmm. is so great. <laughs> Winter Soldier rips Sitwell out of the car, yeah. like, throws him in front of a truck and murders yeah. him. Yeah, so, bye. Car. And then Nat um, actually saves both Steve and Sam in mm-hmm. that scene, because she pulls Steve forward away from a gunshot, and she kind of pushes Sam with her away. foot at the same time from another gunshot. Mm-hmm. So, like, in that brief moment of a lot happening, it's actually fun to go back and rewatch that scene and see what... Because you think she's getting up front just to, like get away for herself, but no. she's also pulling them out of yeah. harm's way. Yeah, exactly. And they end up escaping the car altogether on the mm-hmm. top of the door, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. I, I like how they are, like, huddled together, mm-hmm. and then they stop, drop, and roll. Right. And uh, basically, Winter Soldier's coming after all of them with some of his... I don't think it's Strike Team at this point, it's just his goons. Uh, I don't know. Whoever's working well, on his team. Rumbo's there. So they show up later. Mm-hmm. They come later. It's probably just some goons. It could be the... It could be just goons or, you yeah. know, it could be the team. Whoever's... I mean, it could uh, be other the, S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra people. The entire strike team was masked, except for Rumlo and that other guy, Frank, whatever. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> the trigger-happy guy? <laughs> happy guy. Yeah, totally. He always wants to shoot people, and Rumlo's like, no. Said, no. <laughs> no. We're not gonna kill Captain America in public. <laughs> with, with cameras on us. We're yeah. not doing it. But, so they fight in the street, and... Uh, Nat keeps one-upping Winter Soldier, totally pisses him off. Yeah. And so he goes after her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you take care of Kat for the minute. I'm going to go after her because mm-hmm. she keeps getting me. Right. And Sam stays up top to do sniping. Mm-hmm. With wings or... He doesn't have the wings or they're down. They're in the... I think they're in the trunk of the car. And, they, yeah. and they're away from the car. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't have his wings, so all, all he can do at the moment is just kind of fight with the gun. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't remember if he up. gets them eventually or not in that scene. I can't recall. But, I don't think so. But they, they all kind of fight in the street and then eventually Winter Soldier and Cap fight mm-hmm. off. And we, I don't know if we mentioned it already, but... We did. <laughs> did we? You yes. did. Oh, it's just so funny. So... Us in, us in the theaters? I'm going to say yeah. it again because it's funny. But, and, and it's a new episode. <laughs> but when we saw it in the theater, we all knew mm-hmm. going into this movie that it was going to be Bucky because... Yes. We know the comic, and we know what was going to happen, and we're not stupid. And then, <laughs> and then we saw a like a midnight screening back when we were still doing midnights so and not like eight p.m. Yeah. on, on yeah. Thursday. And this should just be comic fans or ner- you know nerds like us. Mm-hmm. But more than half the audience gasped when yeah. his mask came off, and it was revealed to be Bucky it's Barnes. Bucky. Like, just like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, and I just, I just feel like even if you're not a comic book fan, you know, like you said, if you're going to see this movie at on release day, you have to have some kind of knowledge of it. But also, it couldn't have been that surprising from just a movie standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not why, that why would uncommon. This, why would this Winter Soldier have been such a significant character if it wasn't someone for, that for we him. already had right, met? For yeah. Steve, yeah. why wouldn't it be? So, why would this suddenly be a character introduced if it didn't mean something? Yeah. Well, I mean, like. If you didn't check the IMDb, 
<laughs> Sebastian Stan's in the movie. Yeah. Right? I was gonna say, yeah, all you have to do is just but use Sebastian Stan's people name. People probably could have thought that, you know, they were gonna do flashbacks or something. They're, he's gonna get credited for that. I guess. But, and they did. Which they did do flashbacks. Yes, so. Mm-hmm. I, I guess so. But, yeah, to be to be surprised was, was rather f- funny. Right, so I guess for us, the the reveal is entertaining and on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. It's fun because it's a good scene. It's it a is. great reveal scene, but also we just have a fond memory of seeing it. As we laugh on our high horses. <laughs> oh, <too. laughs> yeah, yeah, as we're complete assholes. It's fine, but it's fine. It, it, everything's fine. But I do love the look on Bucky's face when Cap says, Bucky? And he's like, wait, I kind of know that name. Wait, yeah. what? Wait, you, you what's going his, on? You see his internal uh, struggle. Uh, struggle, yeah, happening at that point. Who's Bucky? And then Strike Team shows up and arrests them all. They, you know, can't kill them because there's helicopters and police vans and uh, uh, TV vans everywhere. Right, which again, that's when Rumlow says, we can't mm-hmm. kill Captain America in public, even nope. though that one guy, like, has a gun to his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, he totally wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they get transported and Maria Hill somehow gets into their transport mm-hmm. and kicks ass and gets them out. That was cool. And she takes them to this abandoned building and we get the reveal that Nick is alive. Ooh, Ooh. not dead. Which was such a relief. I love Sam Jackson. I love Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And, oh gosh, imagine if we didn't have him now. That would be so sad. It oh. would be. Oh my gosh. And he's going to be, you know, in Captain Marvel, so we're going to get even more of him, but younger him. Mm-hmm. So, That's going to be fun to see. Yeah, right? I, I'm i really hoping he's going to be a little more reckless. He's probably not as jaded. Yeah, exactly. I just want to see how he loses his eye. I mean, oh, does he I, lose I feel, it in Captain Marvel? I feel like they're, he's going to. Oh, that's For cool. Sure. Is that, yeah, that's probably one of the things that happens. Yeah. Okay, well, we don't know yet. As Ashley's unconfirmingly nodding her head because somehow she knows. <laughs> okay. Ashley doesn't look up spoilers. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh my god. About. Ashley, Ashley is the bane of my existence <laughs> and looks up spoilers constantly, and I hate it well, so much. I, I just figured, because that's probably something that we want to see. And I figured that they probably. I put haven't them looked there. into it, so I don't know. I, I did, didn't. I didn't know. either. That's honestly just something that I, I thought that they were gonna do. I don't know how it happens, but it does. Happen. I'm gonna say fighting uh, a battle. Well, he he mentions <laughs> to in. It's gonna be the. He mentions back I'm, in. <laughs> it's gonna be the Kill Bill. The Kill Bill. I pluck. <laughs> I pluck. Well, he mentioned the the last time he trusted somebody, he lost an eye or whatever. So I'm really kind of mm-hmm. praying it's not Carol. We might have to cut all of this, but... I don't, no, no, I don't think it would be her because he I calls for so help either. at the end of Infinity mm-hmm. War, so I don't think that he would have... But she is the last grudge. resort, so maybe there was some bla- bad blood. Well, we don't know. We haven't yeah, seen we the movie. At this know. point in time, we haven't seen the movie But there yet. are, like, scars on his face, so it yeah. probably was some sort of battle. He got hit in the face yeah. or something, so... So we'll find out. <laughs> 100% speculation yes. on our parts. But... Back to the movie we're actually talking about. <laughs> uh, Bucky has some kind of weird flashbacks mm-hmm. where he kind of sees Steve. He kind of knows that he was captured. Uh, he sees the train. Zola was doing some weird shit to him. And he actually asks, you know, who the heck was that man from the bridge? So yeah. what they have to do is wipe his memory again. Poor Buck. I know, that poor thing. It's such, That's such a sad scene, too. It is. It's, it's kind of heartbreaking because you, you see him and he's kind of trying to remember. And he's really, he's like... He he's defenseless. Like a, he sounds like a little kid. Yeah. He's like, who, who is... I knew him. Like, yeah. tell me who he is. Right. And then they're just like... Nope, you don't get to remember any of that. Zaps his brain, and you see him, and he's such. It's oh. such a painful process too to to wipe someone's memory like that. Clearly, so. Oh yeah, it's torture every time, and they've done it how many times? Oh, I know. And they keep freezing and mm-hmm. refreezing him. Yeah. It's just terrible. So the the crew 
Cap and everybody, they're going to come up with some kind of plan because they know what's going on with these helicarriers. And Nick is still trying to salvage S.H.I.E.L.D. And mm-hmm. Cap says, nope, everything has to go. And everyone agrees, including, yes. including Maria and uh, Natasha. Yeah. Which kind of surprised me. I mean, they... That Natasha agrees. They, they know. And Maria. And I feel like they, they know it and they've seen what this has done. And Nick has kind of been in the background more so. He's been undercover, like he was dead. But now they've been actually finding people and they mm. realize the extent of how Hydra has been mm-hmm. influenced. And I, I think that they... We're like, yeah, no, this needs this needs to yeah. just go, and we need to start from scratch. I know it's so sad though. Well, so Steve ends up kind of having like a a reminiscence of Bucky, and it's back when before he was a super soldier, and Bucky tells him, "I'm with you till the end of the line," mm-hmm. and and that's something that Steve says later to Bucky mm-hmm. that means a lot between them. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, so sweet, and yeah. it's, like, loyalty and friendship, and I love that kind of it, stuff. It's kind of something that I, I personally like to think, um, you know, it, it is their personal thing, but I enjoy um, that core team of Nat, mm-hmm. uh, Sam, Bucky, and Steve, so I just kind of hope that's something eventually that the four of them just say to each other. It becomes, mm-hmm. like, their thing, because mm-hmm. I enjoy that Maybe. core group. Yeah. Um, while I do, I do think it is still just strictly um, Bucky and Steve, I just kind of hope that they get to use it, too. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> they can all have their own secret passphrase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how how do I tell that you're not a scroll? Exactly. I'm with you to the end of the line. That's the that's the uh, <gasps> secret word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's future movies. <laughs> we, we are assuming since we can now talk about scrolls that Jeez. we're gonna get uh, secret wars, which would be secret invasion uh, stuff, which would be really cool. So, after this, Steve goes and gets his own uniform from the Air and Space Museum. Right, which we kind of talked about at the, at the beginning of um, this discussion, is he's back to being a soldier. Yep. He's not... He's cap again. Right. He's not a spy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's doing this stuff for the country, for the nation, for the world. Like, yep. he's not a spy. And Stanley is so gonna get fired. Oh, right, he was the guard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's that. what he says. He's like, I'm so fired. Oh, at the museum, yeah. 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 That was really funny. And so the team, they infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D., specifically the Triskelion building, which is where the helicarriers are, mm-hmm. and Cap gives this moving, motivating speech that I totally love. Yes. And- Abed. Oh yeah, Abed, Abed! shows up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he warns everybody, hey, Hydra's here. So anybody who's loyal to S.H.I.E.L.D. and to me, you know, don't do what they want. Which I understand why he did it, but, like, do you think that's wise? Because <laughs> nobody, even in those scenes, it's hard to tell who's shooting at who. So I, it's not like all of a sudden, okay, I've decided I'm Hydra, I'm gonna have, you know, a red pin on. That's how you can tell I'm well, Hydra. Well, he yeah. specifically calls out Rumlow and the strike team and the Insight people. Right. So... Anybody who's working on those projects is probably Hydra. Hydra. We don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And and I, they go into that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of people they think are Hydra right. aren't, and people who they think aren't are, and, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. Well, and, and, you know, you never know, and this is just, you know, playing innocence here, but you never know if people are working for Hydra just because they need a paycheck. <laughs> they need to put food sure. on the table. Sure. <laughs> so they're just innocent. Well, but I think they wanted it to cause some kind of mass confusion chaos. anyway, because yeah. yeah. it would help them do their job. Right. It helps them get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Sure. Unfortunately, there were casualties, but... And so while he's doing that, um, the council, which mm-hmm. we saw Fury talking to back in Avengers, have... Um, Assembled. Have come... <laughs> <laughs> the council have showed up In here, person this time. In person, person to discuss matters. 
Um, and one of them is Natasha, the woman, uh, one. So she kind of takes out all of, uh, Robert Redford's, um, Secretary Pence's, mm-hmm. um, and disarm- Pierce's, sorry, yes. Secretary Pierce's guards and stuff. Yeah. And then she kind of... And disarms him as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And she starts setting up the system to pull all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s and Hydra's secrets off their backups and mm-hmm. share it with the interwebs. Yep. Well, they're, they're tied together. I mm-hmm. mean, because he says that to her. He's like, okay, you can release Hydra's information, but you're also going to release S.H.I.E.L.D.'s information. And your own. And her own covers. Correct. Yeah. So... And we know from past uh, comments that she's done a lot of really bad stuff in her life, too. And yeah. she's like, I'm ready, are you? Mm-hmm. And then Nick, dramatic as fuck, with his <laughs> long black trench coat, I'm not dead, Secretary Pierce! Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. And forces Pierce to unlock the database so Natasha can get in. Yeah, and Nick says, oh yeah, you probably deleted my retinal scan, but guess what? My damaged eye has another backup scan. Yeah. yeah. That was so cool. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, that one, that one. That, that he covers every angle. Mm-hmm. So the Winter Soldier is trying to trying to get to uh, Sam and Cap at some point, and you know Sam's flying around. He puts in his chip. Cap gets in the chip on the other one. So mm-hmm. Alpha and Bravo locks are in, and then once they get to the third Charlie lock, Winter Soldier confronts them. Right. Rips off Sam's wings. Mm-hmm. He's grounded. So he's grounded, yeah. and they send him after Rumlow. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Cap and Winter Soldier have to face off. Right. So they're up in the, the third and final helicarrier. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's one of those, like, 11th hour things where, you know, the timer is down just to counting 10, down. 10 seconds. Right. So all we hear is just Maria constantly telling Steve, like, Come you on, have five you, you minutes. You have yeah. two minutes. And it's just like, hold on a moment, woman. Yeah. <laughs> it gets down to, like, one second. Yeah. Which I hate. I hate oh, that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, you, so gotta, they, you gotta ramp up the intensity. Right, of course. I mean, I, I get why it's used. It's just, it's so overused. Yeah. It really is. Um, but Pierce uh, kills all the councils remotely. He gets a hold of his cell phone. I'm like, Nat Fury, <laughs> why did you not pick up this cell phone of this evil guy? Why is it on the table still? <laughs> it's like, and you're monologuing at him and not paying attention to what he's doing. Mm. Uh, so he threatens to kill Natasha as well. So they're kind of stuck for the moment. Mm-hmm. And once Cap has succeeded, Maria targets all the helicarriers and destroys them, and not Nat shocks herself to disable the bomb for a second. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and Nick takes him out. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> Nick doesn't even hes- hesitate. He shoots him twice in the heart. Good. Yeah. And Pierce is dead. Double tap. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you get that double tap in. Double yeah. tap. Cap goes and saves Bucky from being crushed under the pilings and wreckage, and Bucky wants to fight him, mm-hmm, but Cap mm-hmm. refuses, and he says that, I'm, I'm with you to the end of the line, right. line to him, and it doesn't quite get through to him, but he does stop trying to hit him, Yeah. and when Cap falls, Bucky saves his life. Mm-hmm. He fishes him out of the out of the water and brings him to the shore and just kind of... Leaves him. Leaves. But he does save him. So... But- but before that, they do replace the chip, and then Maria mm-hmm. is able to mm-hmm. <clears throat> target um, the other helicarriers. Target the other helicarriers, right? They, and then they all the helicarriers get destroyed. Actually, which is the entire reason they're created <laughs> is just to be fucking blown out of the sky. It was a cool scene. I liked Whatever. it. Whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. No, it's so good. Um, and then we get an ending montage where everybody gets new jobs. <laughs> yeah. Maria goes to work for Stark Industries, right. and yes. Agent Thirteen goes to work for the CIA. Sam and Cap are best bros for life. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Natasha has to go, you know, come up with a new cover. She's going to take a vacation. Mm-hmm. Nick is going going into the wind. 
And on Nick's grave... Yep, I was going to say, you want to say what it says on his there's, grave? There, it's, there's the start of the quote, the path of the righteous man, and that is from Pulp Fiction. Ezekiel. Yes. I love that so much, it's, that reference. It's really, it's a great homage. Well, yes. it, it's something the Russo brothers wanted to do, because they were, like, big fans of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So they were like, we're going to do this. And I think it's something that, it's something that, like, movie fans get. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're just a fan of, like, comic books or whatever, mm-hmm. like, these these characters, you're not going to understand it. It's one of those, like, breaking the fourth wall kind I know. of jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Which is fun. Because I think when we saw it, all of us knew it, because we knew Pulp Fiction. So we yes. were just like, ah, that's the thing! <laughs> that's Sam Jackson's character from Pulp Fiction. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Yeah. Does he it's look Jules. like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Does Marsalis Wallace look like a bitch? <laughs> Say what again? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. He delivers that in the same way as, um, is the sun on the, put it, is the sun up? Put, put it, it on, on the left! left. <laughs> Does he look like, like a, a bitch? bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no one can deliver a snappy line no, like Sam Jackson. No, they cannot. Nope. <laughs> God, I'm so glad he's not dead. <laughs> the character or the actor? Both! Oh, nice. Both! <laughs> Oh, that'll be a freaking... sad Oh my god, that's gonna be... Yeah, that's gonna be Alan Rickman levels for me. Of just sadness. Yes. Yeah, totally. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Let's move on to other things. Never die. (gasps) No, no, he's... No, he's a freaking vampire. He can't die. He will live forever. He has not aged in the last 30 years. Um, Long live Sam Jackson. (laughs) And then the end credits... with this one, which I think is the first time we get into two end credits scenes. Yeah, we have a mid credit scene and a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Right, which I, I can't, I think this is the first time we get that, which then becomes like a staple in, in Marvel movies after this. Yeah, they mm-hmm. mostly do it from here on. Um, so the first one, which, which like I said, it is mid credit, which I think is on purpose because audience goers are still idiots and leave before a Marvel movie <sighs> is over. So they had, this one I feel like they had to put there because it's information that you need. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh, this other character, uh, Von Strucker. What's Baron Von Strucker? Baron Von Strucker. Baron Wolfgang Von Strucker. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Wolfgang. I feel like there should be a third in there. You know? <laughs> He'd be Sir, that guy. The Sir. <laughs> um, so he, we find out that he has the scepter from Avengers 1. Loki um, scepter. Loki scepter. He's been doing experiments on it with the energy in it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and this is where we are briefly introduced to the twins, mm-hmm. which are the Maximoff twins, um, Wanda and Pietro, uh, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, which of course we then get introduced to later on in Ultron. <laughs> I like that look. It was really cool because, because of the way the rights have been screwed up for the last however long, 10 years, Yeah, those characters are technically mutants and they technically- and they cannot say that no. in no, these movies. No, they can't call them mutants. They call them enhanced whenever they refer to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But- but in this, it's really interesting because that character, Quicksilver, is also used in Days of Future Past, which is an X-Men movie, the, my favorite X-Men movie, mm-hmm. really the only one I like, and, and he's used in that as well around the same time, mm-hmm. but they're used in different contexts, and there was some weird thing with those... That, Agreement. Yeah, with those characters in particular, that they weren't included with the rest of the X-Men characters, which is really... Well, kind that's, of weird. Is that um, is that Universal or Warner Brothers as X Men? I'm just curious. No, it's Fox. Oh, Fox? yeah, Fox. It's Fox. Kind um, of the same with um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, and all those. yeah, that was the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it just comes down to. I think they just came to an agreement. Fox gets, they Fox gets custody rights to yeah. Pietro, and Marvel just gets custody rights to Wanda. I think it's just what it came down to. Yeah, but they never actually. No, no, those two characters were not. It wasn't set up that way. Anybody could use them, kind of thing. Right, but I think that's just what happened, though. 
because they still use Evan Peters again in some other yeah. one. Yeah. So I personally, that's why I feel oh, like they oh, decided to you, do. You mean because they killed him off in Ultron? That's yes. what you're saying. I don't think that's the case. I think Joss Whedon just likes to kill people for no reason. No, I think that's true too, but I think <laughs> it was convenient. Like they Maybe. You know, I think, sure, he was going to kill somebody anyway, and I think it just worked yeah. out that they couldn't use Pietro, so he killed him. Maybe. Yeah. That's I my mean, own personal opinion. It's so. all moot now because yeah. they own the Fox distribution yeah. right, production whatever rights. Mm-hmm. So Disney can do whatever they want now. And I'm assuming they're going to bring in mutants at some point. Um, I've, I've always thought they're going to use, whenever they bring people back from the snap after Infinity War, They'll have people, characters. people will have mutant powers because they've been disintegrated and then brought back to life or sent to some alternate dimension or like... Earth 2, Earth 5, right. whatever. Right, and then some people who come back may not be the same people or they just That'd have powers. They'll come up with a way to do it. Sure. sure. Yeah. Or yeah. or they'll just do, like, an okay. infection or a mutation or yeah. a, you know, whatever. Right. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> the textbook definition of the mutants. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm assuming, first off, they might do that and then lead into secret invasion scroll type stuff. Right. Which would be cool. Since we're getting scrolls in mm-hmm, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Yeah. And we might finally get a Wolverine on the Avenger team, which would be cool. Yeah, maybe. Because he's always been part of the Avengers, so. Right. That'll be cool to see. Maybe we'll get a Deadpool Wolverine mashup. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ryan Reynolds that's, would love that. <laughs> th- those two, yeah. co- like, together yeah. have always been, you know, kind of the pinnacle. And he's constantly talking about Wolverine in the comics. Yeah, yes. Deadpool is. Yes. So it's like... And Spider-Man. And, yes, and yes. In a very creepy way. <laughs> Spidey pool. Oh dear. Yes. Uh, um, but the second... Uh, post credit scene. scene. Yep, that's gonna be... At, after all the credits are mm-hmm, done... Right. Bucky is at that same Howling Commandos exhibit, and he's starting to remember. He's starting to piece together his life. Yeah. Um, so I like that they brought him back around because he will be important in Captain America uh, Civil War. Yes. And he also got the memo about the um, super stealth shield mode of, you know, wear a hoodie and a baseball hat. <laughs> I was going to say, he's wearing a hat <laughs> and a hoodie. So, 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 you know, he may not have a whole lot of uh, yeah. stuff going on up in his head, but he at least knew right. the, the code amongst um, shield agents in hiding. Well, it's, it's even funnier because Nat comes in with that nano mask you know, that she pulls off a la Mission Impossible style. Yeah. <laughs> and but don't you guys have more of those you could just use? Like, like we said, here's one of those pieces of tech they just use once, once. and then we yeah. literally never see in any other movie. I feel like that should be in the spy kit. You know, yeah. you have a couple. It, you know, it might be, and we just never see it. <laughs> True. Do they just go on missions or, to kick ass? Or maybe it's been being used this entire time and we just don't know. They're all squirrels already. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and that brings us to Guardians of the Galaxy, which is probably the studio's like biggest gamble at the time. Yeah, but such a great gamble. It's so they yes. knocked oh, it, it out of the park. Yeah. But I can remember us talking at the time, being like, nobody knows these characters. No, no, no it one was does. an absolute. Even my dad was like, "Who? These like." This is a random ass yeah. like comment. Mm-hmm. Like no one knows about well, this. And and just in general for it, because here we are already. We've watched up to this point what eight movies mm-hmm. about these other people becoming a team, and here you are giving us one team. movie of a team. Of a team. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, wait, wait a minute. It yeah. took us like what eight movies to get to the other one, exactly. and now we're here. And-, and and again, like this is another one of those ones that. It has nothing to do with what we've learned so far. I mean, uh, there's things with, to, like, the to stones. To an extent, But yeah. to an extent, plot, like, what's happening mm-hmm. in it is a standalone, it's a standalone movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? 
Which I really enjoyed the break. Right. It yeah. was nice to have. And it came out in 2014, the same year as Winter Soldier. Right. So those two in the same year, I think, really set up Disney Marvel Studios to yes. be the mm-hmm. behemoth it is. Because yes. right. those movies are both fucking fantastic. Yeah. Well, and you also, you, you get the kind of a, they're two separate. One's a little bit more serious. Shields down. Spy blah, movie. Blah, spy. Espionage. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy, space, rock great opera, soundtrack, yeah, <laughs> fun times. Yeah. Which, which is the thing too with this one, um, like you were saying to that point, is this is literally in between mm-hmm. Winter Soldier and Ultron. Mm-hmm. Yes, is this movie? It's so, such. A, it's a. I agree. It's, it's such, a, just such a good. Like, it's a break. mental break. It's yeah, a breath of fresh air. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's it's a fun movie um, that we need. And and again, you know, we'll kind of get into a little bit. Is it does bring up some things that are then in the overall plot, mm-hmm. but it is a very nice breath of fresh air and it just it they took a gamble and it paid off so this is one that starts out with a flashback yes yeah, starts out or in, in well it starts out in the past right. which is i mean we usually don't see we start in the future they rewind they rewind and right. then they bring us back so right. this one's peter peter quill the main character kind of of the story um in 1988 you mean Andy Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec? Andy Dwyer, yeah. <laughs> How did he lose all that weight? He's not drinking beer. Oh, right. <laughs> when they first announced that he was going to play Peter Quill, I was like, but he's not, like, buff, like, mm-hmm. Star... I mean, Star-Lord's kind of fit. He's not superhero material, no offense, body-wise, unfortunately. No, he definitely was not at the time. Mm-hmm. But he's got the personality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which he brings in the personality, and, yeah, he looks fine in this movie. <laughs> which, is, which is one of those things where it's just great casting when you have, like, you know, um, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, Chris Pratt is Peter Quill. Oh, yes. for sure. Like, 100%. And we fell in love with him on Parks and Recreation. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. he's just a fantastic actor. I loved him in April. So okay. I went into this already, like, I don't... Okay, let's go. Yeah. Lord, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. let's go. Sure, and I love Zoe Saldana. She's one of my very favorite actresses, and mm-hmm. she plays... Gamora so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Gillan is yes, Nebula from Nebula. Doctor Who. Amy Pond is my favorite companion. Yeah, her Amy husband. Pond. We're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not, that's a discussion for another episode. We're not going to get into that. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Well, fine. <laughs> that's that's mine and Heather's Doctor and companions, but that's yeah. fine. It's not, it's not Ashley's. It's okay. Well, we'll come. We'll, co- well, yeah, we know. I- We'll come back mm. to that. I'll, I'll tell you about mine. Okay. About yours, I should say. <laughs> but, um, so we're, yeah, we're brought, we're brought into kind of Peter as a kid. And then he gets abducted. Then his, his mother, mother has died. cancer. His mother has cancer. She has died. She's reaching out to him and he doesn't accept her hand. I wouldn't either. And, Aww. wow. Damn. Don't let your mom listen to this. <laughs> I, I'm, I was. You're afraid of death? No, no, I'm, I'm actually not. <laughs> but um, afraid of feelings. I no, I don't like, or just like the hospital, the hospital environment. Mm-hmm. That's okay. not where I want to see people. Right, which so. I mean, it could be kind of a reason why he didn't. That's uh, traumatizing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and and we kind of get a glimpse into maybe the the second Guardians movie when she's like, "Oh, your father was from the stars," mm-hmm. kind of thing, an and angel. that's a little bit of an homage to um, later on in the series. There's a lot of setup in this setup. for mm-hmm. Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy 2, which yes. I like, and I like how thoughtful James Gunn was with the script mm-hmm. because he set up a lot of stuff for the next one, and there's yeah. tons of lines well, throughout was, the movie because he was ready. He was ready yeah. for a second one already. Mm-hmm. You know, like had the working, so he would just right. again. It's one of those things you throw things in there yeah. just in case, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his mother gives him. An awesome mix yeah. of music. Well, yes. Well, we 
he was already listening to Awesome Mix number one yeah. in the first scene. Right. When we see, mm-hmm. he already has it in, oh, but yeah. she gives, she gives him, him a present. present which yeah, has which another we later find out is mm-hmm. at the end of the volume movie. mix number two. So throughout the whole movie, he's listening to volume one. He's obsessed with it. Yes. It's how he connects with his mother, mm-hmm. how he deals with his guilt for not reaching back out for yeah. her. And yeah, and then later on at the very end, he does unwrap her gift and finds out it's more of the same. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, something else she made for him. Yeah. Which I think is, like, really beautiful, mm-hmm. considering he's a grown man and it took him that long to do it, but yeah. he's finally found a new family and he's ready to move on a little bit, which I like. Yeah. You're, you're jumping the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, it's that's, fine. That's the well, end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So his mother dies and Peter runs out of the hospital and mm-hmm. he's abducted by Yondu. By Yondu the, and the Ravagers from... From Earth. he's on Earth, but they they call it Terra. I think mm-hmm. it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, by Yondu, and then we jump forward twenty six years later, um, on the planet Mortog. Morag, Morag. Sorry, Morag. Morag is one of the best openings. One of the best openings of this franchise. Period. <laughs> yeah, I was a little like, oh, we're starting with Cancer Mom. This is really sad. I don't yeah. know that I want this. And then mm-hmm. that music starts going. Yes. And he's dancing and and oh my gosh, I'm in. Yeah, and he's just, yeah he puts he puts in the awesome mix yeah. and um, <laughs> gonna try to. He goes to work. Rob, yeah, he goes to work basically, yeah. and he's just dancing his way through this old decrepit temple thing, and and it's just it's so great. It's great. So Peter's supposed to be collecting. Um, well, he jumps the gun and he goes to collect this orb mm-hmm. that's on this planet that Yondu and the rest of the Ravagers they were all supposed to go together to get it. So Yondu calls him and he kind of plays it off like, "Oh yeah, I got it for all of us." Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. And then he hightails it out of there. Yeah, with with the orb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't know what it is yet. It's Mm-mm. just something he picked up. Mm-hmm. But he's attacked while he's getting the orb. He's mm-hmm. attacked by Karath. Yeah, one of Ronin's guys. One of Ronin's guys. And he escapes with the orb. Javan Hunsu. Oh, he's such a good actor. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's actually going to come back along with Sam Jackson, along with Ronin in Captain Marvel 2, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel 2? No, just... Also. Also. Oh, oh. T-O-O. I was like, dang, you already, we already know Captain Marvel is getting another movie. Also. <laughs> also, okay. And Coulson's in that, too. Right. Captain Marvel. Oh. Yeah. Coulson! Yeah! No! <laughs> and Ronan finds out about it, and he sends Gamora over Nebula, mm-hmm. and I feel like that happens to Nebula every time every anything time. happens. Well, Which, I feel like Gamora was trying to protect her. I think she... She wanted to be the one to get it because she because wanted to sell it. Because she's going to double crossing right. him. Right, right. She wanted to do that because he originally was going to send Nebula, but then yeah. Gamora's like, she can't handle that. Yeah. And, I, and, have, and while I agree with you, like you said, I think that happens a lot, but I have to wonder if some of the times that it has happened, Gamora has done it because she wants to help Nebula. Maybe not in this you know, particular instance, yeah. but in other instances. I think that's more so in the second movie. Mm-hmm. They're that's more sisterly love. Yeah, yeah, that's more in that one. In this one, she does care about her. Right, but, but I, think I think she's it's trying for to get herself reasons. free. Right, because in the second uh, Guardians movie, Nebula calls her out like, "You never protected me." Yeah. So I don't, I don't think Gamora thought about it that way at yeah. this point in time. I, I like that thought, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of think she just wanted to protect herself. In this, in this instance, with Ronan, sure, but I have to wonder if the other instances where Nebula has felt one upped, if they were in her best interest. Mm-hmm. But maybe. again, that's some, like, deep diving but into other... We can, we can maybe talk more about their relationship into. in the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or in, um, in our own Guardians 1 and 2 episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, so Quill goes to Xandar, which mm-hmm. he tries to sell the orb 
Um, and Xandar is the capital of the Nova Empire, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the police, I guess. Well, they have the Nova the, Corps. The no- yeah. So, but, I mean, they kind of, like, restore order kind of mm-hmm. thing. Well, there's there's been this war going on forever between the Kree mm-hmm. and the Nova people. Yes. And they've recently struck a pre- peace treaty. Yes, which is kind of, Ronin is this mm-hmm. Kree fanatic. And he won't accept and he it. Won't accept he won't accept the treaty. He doesn't accept right? the peace treaty. Mm-hmm. So, no. He's not down for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's going on a rampage. <laughs> yes, he is. And a revenge rampage. A revenge rampage. <laughs> Uh, so while he's on Xandar, he isn't able to sell the orb, and Rocket and Groot spot him, and the Yondu has put a bounty on his head because Yondu's realized that he's, you know, run off with the orb. Yes. But at the same time, Gamora shows up to look for him. Mm-hmm. And she gets to him first, and she ambushes him and steals the orb, and, and then Rocket and Groot and and Gamora and Peter, Quirrell, Peter are all <laughs> trying to fight over this orb. Well, um, Rocket and, and Groot don't want the orb. They just want Peter. No, they want Peter. <laughs> but, I mean, Peter's going after the orb, right. and mm-hmm. then, like, Gamora and Peter are fighting, and right. then they're trying to, yeah, and they're kind of getting in the middle of it. And, right. And eventually the Nova Corps just arrest them all. Yes. They're like, that's it, you're all going to the kiln. <laughs> <laughs> Which, fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were causing yeah. a ruckus. Yeah. And they were all wanted for other things, so they processed them, and they're like, okay, you're all criminals. Mm-hmm. Get, get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, so they detain them and take them all to prison, and then that's kind of where we find out the backstory behind all of them. So we have, like, Groot, mm-hmm. I mean, uh... Yeah, well, Groot is, like, a humanoid, like, tree right. plant thing, and Rocket's this genetically modified... Raccoon. Right. Um, Gamora's also genetically modified. Mm-hmm. Um, daughter of Thanos. Daughter of Thanos. Mm-hmm. And then you have Peter, who does his middle finger um, wind up <laughs> doing uh, which is just so, great. So it's, it's a good kind of introduction. Again, like we were kind of saying, you know, the audience most likely doesn't know these people. Exactly. Or very select few in the audience, you know, don't know this group of people. So it is a very good way to kind of introduce us all to them. Mm-hmm. I, um, I agree. And then, of course, in the kiln, we also get Drax, and, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, we kind of verbally get his backstory from him himself. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, he's he's like, you know my name, and, and that one, the one uh, cut across the neck guy is like, <laughs> you're Drax the Destroyer because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. We're like, we're like thank you, exposition. Yeah, and then yeah. he wants to kill Gamora because so does, like, everybody else in the kiln. Yeah. Um, because once, she's Thanos' daughter. Because, Thanos because clearly everything he's done is her fault, but yeah. she's also but done some things. She's but done bad also, stuff. she's also working with Ronan, right. like, and people know that, and he's done right. bad things as well, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword here. She, mm-hmm. Right. She's caught on the bad end. And so that's what Drax wants. Drax wants to hurt her. Because um, he thinks his... that will somehow make some sort of impact well, well, cause his family's dead, yeah. so he just wants, you know, revenge. Revenge. Um, Seems but to be a, a theme. Theme <laughs> amongst these enemies. But um, Peter, you know, convinces him to hold off because, you know, you don't want to kill her, you want to kill Ronan. You yes. want to, mm-hmm. you know, you, that's what you want to do. So, mm-hmm. um, And then that's when we hear Gamora's betrayed Ronan, mm-hmm. and she didn't want the orb to give to Ronan, she wanted to get it and sell it mm-hmm. and... She wanted to hide it. She wa- oh, yes. Hide I mean, it. basically. Yeah, she wanted to get it and sell it, but I don't think she wanted to sell it Well, she had money. she had a she, buyer. Right. Know. She well, wanted to hide it. Her buyer's the collector, mm-hmm. so in theory, he's a collector, and he would have just kept it. Yeah. Right. As his prize, and it wouldn't have well, gone in, into anyone anyone's hands. Well, we have to wonder, though, because that's where, again, the Asgardians took the ether was to mm-hmm. him, so maybe they just assume he, him being the collector has really good storage mm-hmm. and lock and key of things, so everyone just individually are finding 
potentially dangerous things, and they just assume, hey, he's got a fortress to hide it in, which, you know, was very easy to blow up. <laughs> As we see later Surprisingly on. easy to blow up. Um, so Thanos, uh, during all this, Thanos is super pissed that Ronan hasn't given him the orb that he's supposed to have given him. So he sends Nebula and Ronan after them. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to pause? It's <laughs> okay. What do you do? I don't like funny books. Oh! <laughs> like, what happened? Her face was just tanned in colors. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay, so, so Thanos sends, sends Ronan and Nebula after the Guardians and before they get there, they have this awesome breakout plan that yes. is masterminded by Rocket. <laughs> and he needs that guy's leg. <laughs> There's something really important. Oh my gosh. I love that whole scene. And they're just completely doubting him and trashing him the whole time. And then he gets them the F out of there. Yes. And they're all like, okay, fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fine. But Peter can't leave without getting his Walkman back. Nope. And he it's has special. No, of course not. It's from his mother, yes. which I really like that uh, connection through the whole movie of mm-hmm. him trying to keep something of his mother alive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I don't know if we are going to keep this or not, but if we jump back to the part that he when he's on the um, the planet that has the orb, mm-hmm. and he go, he jumps into a ship and that and the girl pops up that he had oh, like yeah. in his ship. She's wearing his shirt. From when he, from was, when a he was a kid. Oh, okay. So yeah, I thought that was I thought that was Aww. that was funny. He still has the same clothes, and I'm like, yeah. How weren't they like destroyed yeah. when you were on the Ravenger ship? But weren't whatever. They, like half the size you are now. I know. Is that third but, of the size. You are? Well, whatever. So yes, they they escape from uh, the prison in the Milano. His Yay. ship. The Alyssa Milano. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is super funny. Of, of course, he would name it after like a hot icon from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh. Um, so Gamora then, you know, again, as we kind of said, she has a buyer lined up for the orb. Uh, so they head off to nowhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is just a big floating celestial head in the sky in space. <laughs> um, and... and Yondu finds out that they're probably going to go to the collector too, because he goes back and asks that broker Peter went to on Xandar, who would who would be interested in this item? Basically, mm-hmm. who are you gonna sell it to yeah. after I sold it to you? Mm-hmm. And he finds out the info. So we've got the Ravengers, Yondu, and the Guardians all going to nowhere at the same time, and the Guardians get there first. So once they get to nowhere, Drax is not. Uh, he gets super drunk, and they're all kind of waiting around. And he goes and calls Ronan to tell him exactly where they are. So they were already kind of looking for them, and now they know exactly where they are, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. And in the meanwhile, the rest of the Guardians have no idea. They've gone to talk to the Collector, who's a super weirdo. I don't like he has that slave girl. Yeah. It's like, girls. Girls. Yeah. There are multiple creatures in those um, cells. Well, fuck the Dark Elf, but yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the, the rest of them. I'm just like, no, this is so awful. Yeah. Don't give him things. Don't give him... Uh-uh, no. Yeah, so... But we, we do get a brief, though, like, download then of the Infinity Stone. Oh, I yeah. Th- and that's actually the first, you know, where we, we kind of get an understanding of what these are. Mm-hmm. So he opens the orb, mm-hmm. revealing that the power Infinity Stone, and then people are like, what the hell is that? And yes. so then we get... There were six Infinity mm-hmm. Stones. Right. Look, and we're so 
setting something up. Well, and in that scene, they show, again, us, the audience, they show us um, that one, the purple one, because mm-hmm. he opened it. They show us the Tesseract is on one of the screens. Yes. Um, the uh, red see ether, the ether is on one of the screens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like how they show it in the forms that we've seen it. Right. In the past. So I do, too. I think that's cool. So they started, yeah, so they are, like you said, are setting that mm-hmm. up And it's now. like, oh, also, there's two you don't know about yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I and I feel like the collector would know that they've resurfaced. That's something I'm sure he that's would know. Something he probably knows. because the Asgardians are the ones who tell him we have the space dome, we have the tesseract. Yeah, and he they bring him the ether, and now he's gonna have the power stone. So mm-hmm. I, I yeah I like that. It makes sense that he would know all no. of these yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is a collector of information. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so we're basically told that you know this is immeas- it's a power stone, so it has like immeasurable power. No one and can touch no it. One can no one can wield it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then <laughs> once he hears that, guess who decides to grab it? His slave that he was like bitching to earlier on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very um. It's a very, my body is no longer his temple yes. scene it, from yes, the mummy. very much. It was very an ox and a moon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am reminded of that every time that I see the scene and she does that. <laughs> and I don't know that she was necessarily thinking she could gain power from it, mm-hmm. because he does explain the, the it's impossible for anyone yeah. but someone extremely powerful to hold this. Mm-hmm. Well, she almost seemed entranced by it. Oh, maybe. So, because she was kind of just looking at it and just, like, slowly, like, going, mm-hmm. so maybe it had some sort of, like, effect. Hold- on pull. her, like, pull, because maybe it sensed that, oh, she wasn't maybe happy or right, something, yeah, so maybe. it could have, like, pulled her and then... Feed on your negative thoughts. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, obviously she grabs it and she can't contain it, because... Oh, sure. I mean, we know that one of the six stones is called the Mind Stone, but I would not be surprised if all of them all had them have some, some kind of, of manipulation in them, some you know, influence. or drunk with power, that alone. Mm, I yeah. Mean, hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's an explosion, obviously, that happens. Yeah, so, his, again, he's in... And then you see his, the collector's home from, like, the outside, and it just looks like a straight-up warehouse, yeah. and it all yeah. just blows up. I mean, just that's stuff. probably the point, you know? Yeah. You don't want to know that it's yeah. just, like, it has all these fancy right. things. So and Peter then, and Gamora are like, nope, and they take the ore back. Yeah, and, they and they're like, okay, goodbye, <laughs> we're gonna leave. Uh, and Groot and Rocket Peace out of there, and they come outside to see Drax, and guess what? Ronan... And the Ravagers show up the same exact moment. Mm-hmm. So now they have two more problems. Yeah. Which is not one of those things, you know, kind of like the um, fight on Xandar. Everybody's after somebody, so there's yeah. all this, like, individual fighting happening mm-hmm. and people interrupting other people as they try to get their right. mark. <laughs> right. So eventually they drive these, like, indestructible little ship things outside after crashing through all the Necrocraft, and mm-hmm. Peter has to save Gamora's life because she got blown out of it by Nebula. Nebula, which he does, and the only way that both of them can survive is he calls Yondu and says, okay, here's my coordinates, tractor beam my ass in. Right, well, because they both can't fit into his pod, Rocket says, the the pods are only big enough for one person. And he only has one mask. He only has one mask. Right. Because she's she's floating out in space, dying. Right, so yeah, so he calls um, Yondu, because he's just like, he needs a ship. Yeah. (laughs) He needs to get inside. Yeah, and she's been out there for a while, so she gives him Mm -hmm. her, he he gives gives her his like face mask and then she mm-hmm. can breathe and stuff and then they get beamed onto the Yondu ship. ship. Yeah. <clears throat> right, right. So once they're on the ship, 
Yandu is pretending that he's gonna kill Peter until oh, yeah. Peter gives him a reason not to. Mm-hmm. And I love the smile on Yandu's face when he's like, yes, yes. don't have yes. to kill I my son. To... Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, it's like, I taught you well. I taught you how to save yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of like a proud moment of your scrappy boy. Yeah. <laughs> but even after they've promised some share in the, you know, the, the orb and helping to save Xandar and all that kind of stuff... Rocket, Groot, and Drax decide to roll up and just go pew pew at this giant Ravager ship and threaten to blow it up. Which... Yeah, and we're like, we had it under control! <laughs> and Rocket gives them, like, five seconds to to say that they're alive, and he's like, you didn't give them any time! Like, No, no. We totally had this. Yeah. We did not save our lives. <laughs> but now we have the whole team together. I mean, yes. we, we have Yondu and the Ravagers, we have the Guardians, like, everybody's in the same place, and now we can all agree on a plan to mm-hmm. go save Xandar. Basically. And after they convince Yondu of all that, uh, we roll back to Ronin and Nebula, and Nebula had grabbed the orb from Gamora once she blew her up. Mm-hmm. So Ronin straight betrays Thanos, takes the orb for himself, rips it open, takes the power stone, puts it in his hammer. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, because the only thing, the only thing Ronan needed Thanos for was to destroy Xandar. Mm-hmm. But now that he's seen the power of the stone, he's like, fuck that noise. I can destroy Xandar. I don't need mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And Nebula's face when he's saying he's going to betray Thanos and kill him, she's like, yes, mm-hmm. sign I'm me up. all for it. Let's go. The man tortured me my whole life. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's kill him. It's like, if you're going to do it, I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's her entire motivation from then on. Is to kill Thanos. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. After this movie? Sure. Right, right. Yeah. And that's why she's so pissed at Gamora for interfering, because I'm like, oh, we finally had somebody who could kill Thanos, and you're stopping this. Right. And then we have 12% of the plan going on with the Guardians, which comes up from the 12% of a moment that Pepper and Tony had in Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I think they mentioned 12 another time. Um, they do in Ultron. Pietro says he's 12 minutes older uh, yes. than Wanda. <laughs> they just keep using this number. This you, I was going to say, do you know what the It's never paid is? off yet. No? I, so... think, I think it's a reference to something I read on, like, Wikipedia oh, really? before, <laughs> but I don't know what it is, so I'm not going to worry about it. Nah. But it does keep coming up, and it's a really funny scene, um, because they're all trying to come up with some kind of plan, and Rocket's super resistant at first. Well, be- because... Peter Quill is is not Steve Rogers. You right. know, no one's just going to fall behind him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, like you said, they all don't really... They all know they need to do something, but they are they don't know what to do. So Right. But now they've all tried to rescue each other. Mm-hmm. So Gamora said she would rather die surrounded by her friends, mm-hmm. saying that they're friends, which is so good. Right. And they all dress up in new shiny Ravager uniforms <laughs> <laughs> to do their plan in. Uh, so the main thrust of the plan is the Ravengers and the Guardians, and hopefully, they don't know yet, but hopefully the Nova Corps are going to fight Ronin, and they want Rocket to blow a hole in the side of the Dark Aster, which is Ronin's ship, mm-hmm. to get inside. And then uh, it's supposed to be Yondu and all the Guardians minus Rocket go in, but Yondu gets shot down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the four Guardians go in, and then they tussle yes. again with Korath, and Korath finally knows who Star-Lord is. Yes, he's like, yes. <laughs> but this is kind of like um, Peter's whole moment of rec- recognition. Like, you know, the Nova Corps know who he is, mm-hmm. and um, these people know who he is. So, I mean, he's probably just really living on high other than the 
you know, dire situation happening around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Gur comes in and just straight murders a bunch of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my gosh. Like a cute little puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, did I do good? Yeah. Oh, and he like turns around. He's like, yeah. Yeah, look what I did. I learned from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So while they're doing that, Rocket's uh, defending the city from suicide dive bombers. Mm-hmm. And Nebula and Gamora end up having a, f- a tussle. Mm-hmm. Nebula falls out the window. Well, I guess she kind of drops herself out the window. Yeah. Right. Well, she cuts her hand off. Yeah, yeah. Then. Well, Gamora's trying to pull her up, and yeah, Nebula's she's like, like, no. You're all crazy. You're all crazy. And then she... <laughs> and then we don't see Nebula again until the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She pieces out. Which, you know, it's kind of a crazy thing going on. I don't really blame her. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> Ronan's not there. She doesn't want to go back to Thanos, Mm-mm, and she yeah. wants to have nothing to do with her sister, so mm-hmm. bye. Yep. Yeah. So Rocket eventually joins the Guardians, and they attempt to kill Ronan with that Hadron Enforcer weapon, but they fail, because they shoot him. Mm-hmm. Yes. They shoot but, him, yes. physically. That, that was something, actually, I, I didn't... I, I think I realized it on some yeah. level, but I didn't until this watch. I was like, that's why it didn't work. Right. because they shot they him. They shot him. They're, and, they yeah. think that their main enemy is him. Yeah. It's the Infinity Stone. And it's, which, it's not just Hammer. Yeah. yeah. Which they do catch on to later. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so the ship is crashing, and they think they're all going to die, but Groot surrounds them all <laughs> in a, in a like a ca- cage of... Uh, leaves branches. and branches, branches and fireflies out of yes. nowhere. And... Well, he can make them when it's like dark. That's so cute. I know. Aww. And then, of course, we have the finally he says something different than the I am Groot. We are Groot. <laughs> Heather cries. Yes. Uh, and they smash into Xandar. Yeah. <laughs> and Groot is in a million pieces. Mm. And Rocket is super sad. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was the only, his only friend. Yeah. I know. So. I know. Oh. But but then but then but then Ronan says the thing. Rosen does the thing. Oh, he says these are your guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Peter's like, yeah, okay, then we're gonna go with that and yeah. dance off. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just distracting you, you big turd blossom. <laughs> yes. And uh, Rocket and Drax fix the Hadron Enforcer, and mm. then this time they blow up the hammer. Right. Mm-hmm. It shatters. So the Infinity Stone is basically like free falling because mm-hmm. what it was attached to is destroyed. The look on Ronan's face is priceless. It's so funny if you pause yes. that. Oh my gosh. Peter dives for it, mm-hmm. catches it, is kind of starting to disintegrate, and Gamora reaches for him. He has a flash of his mom, and this mm-hmm. time he reaches back and yeah. takes her hand. Drax and Rocket join them, and I think Rocket's still holding, like, a twig. Yes. <laughs> yes. A single Groot twig. Yeah. So, so with, with the, the four of them um, are able to contain it mm-hmm. in this moment, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, enough so that they're able to take out Ronan, the person. Because they're the Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is just the best. Yes. And they kill Ronan. Mm-hmm. And the scene ends with them containing it back into the orb. Yeah. Yondu demands it. Peter does an old switcheroo. It yep. gives him a magical troll. <laughs> and prom- it beg- uh, tells him to promise that he will not open it. Yes. Which he, he does. does. And then finds out that it's trolls all inside. But he just laughs. He likes the whole yes. anyway. So yeah, yeah. Fine. He likes to uh, put them on his dashboard. <laughs> Which I think it is actually on his dashboard later on. I think it we is, too. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think it is. Yeah, either later in the movie or in two. I think so, too. I'm tra- yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it if we see it next yeah. time. Uh, so, after this, they're kind of pardoned by the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. The Nova Corps gives them a new ship using parts from the old Milano. 
they salvage most of Peter's stuff from his mother, which mm-hmm. was nice. It's a lot of law-breaking, though, to expunge from all of their records. I mean, they saved this, the planet, sure, so... Sure. Honestly, if you... When they're, when they're back in the, in the prison and they're going through their stuff, if you look at Peter's... It's, like, two things. Like, it's not... He doesn't even have a long rap sheet. It's really just, like... Right. Little, like, misdemeanors, and then... But the other ones, I could mm-hmm. see, like, Rocket probably has, you know... A, right, yeah. A mile long. Gamora. Gamora, yeah. But sure, you saved the... This galaxy, so... So, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's yeah, it's fine. fine. And then they, they rebuilt the Milano mm-hmm. for them. Yep, yep. And, and then Groot's a little sapling. <laughs> Yay, and we get baby Groot. They plant Groot. <laughs> oh, gosh. And they're deciding, so what are we going to do? You know, something good, something bad. And and Peter says a bit of both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to go be the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Right. Well, they're going to go be the unconventional heroes, mm-hmm. basically. They're going to mm-hmm. go do whatever they want. If they happen to save people while they're doing it, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's when he... Is this when he opens the gift from his mm-hmm. mom? Yeah. Yep. And then we find out that he has a new music, a new volume two uh, mix, which I am going to say, because techni- I'm pretty sure he put it in to the CD player. He did. So technically, the end song of this one should be on volume mix number two, yeah. but it's on number one, and I'll just I'll let it slide for now. But it's fine. Don't worry I about agree. it. I agree. I have them on a playlist, so they play together. So it's yeah, fine. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> just just like your kill bills. Whatever. Exactly. It's just one CD. It's, it is one soundtrack for mm-hmm. me. <clears throat> so the end credits are Baby Groot dancing <clears throat> and Drax and, trying to catch him. Yeah. Well, I saw this really sad uh, theory as to why he never lets Drax see him dancing because literally every time Drax sees him, like he he'll stop dancing, mm-hmm. doing whatever he is. It's because Drax, I think in this movie, says that he despises dancing. So. It was it was oh. a thing that Groot thought that if he if Drax saw him dancing he wouldn't like him anymore. Oh, and it was like it was like a, it was like a Tumblr post. And oh, I, was like, I was like, oh, that's really sad because awesome. literally every single time because even in the second one when he's dancing and Groot looks at him he stops right. doing what he's doing. So it was just like a weird little huh possibly okay. like a little I, fun fact. I remember the the dancing thing from the second movie when he's talking Drax is talking about his wife, but. That's mm-hmm. really funny if that's what it is in this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And there's a second after credits. credits scene. Yeah, after all the way after the credits. Another random ass <gasps> super uh, random character that no one really knows about Howard the Duck <laughs> shows up and the canine uh cosm- cosmonaut. Oh yeah, yeah the dog, the, the, the dog, dog in space, yeah. 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 So those are uh, two of the weird characters that it's like, a great okay. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it ends a little strange in that after credit, but I was like, eh, whatever. It's fine. It was cute. Yeah, yeah. And again, the, well, like, a lot of people were like, how are the duck? duck? Well, again, after this is Ultron, so they probably didn't have, didn't need to give anything to lead into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these two credit scenes were purely just... Like nostalgia, basically. Right. Well, this kind of builds on the setup from Thor about the Infinity Stones, and there is that stuff in Ultron, but that's not the point of Ultron. So, yeah, I think you're right. They didn't really need to right. do any more setup for that. So, after, as we kind of called it, after the um, break, essentially, um, that was Guardians, the next one we have is Age of Ultron. Um, Avengers Age of Ultron uh, 2015 is when this one came out, um, which is now uh, the characters once again coming together. 
And it starts out with this dope-ass scene of them attacking Strucker's base. So they've been cleaning up Hydra bases this whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're all... And they're working as a team. Mm-hmm. So whereas, again, back in the first Avengers, they weren't, you know, quite compatible and stuff. Well, not at least until the end. But now, like, we're right out of the gate. We open this movie with... They're a team. They're a team. It's been a few years. They know how to work together. (laughs) Kind (laughs) of. Mostly. (laughs) And they're trying to clean up the shield Hydra mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But they know they finally located Loki's scepter. That's what they've been looking for. It's kind of the last piece of tech that Mm -hmm. they couldn't find. Right. And Strucker has it. And that's the same scepter that he used to make the twins... Which will come into play in a few minutes. I just want to call out how awesome that team shot is. Yeah. Like, right before the credits. Yeah. <laughs> when it's just, like, the Avengers! The title card. Yeah, right, Age of right, Ultron. Right the title card. Oh, my gosh. That freeze frame of them all together, and then they keep going into it. So good. And then you had brought up Alicia, kind of, when we were watching it, how the whole team talks to Jarvis now at this point. Yeah. He's just in their comms. Yeah. Well, which makes sense in the context of this movie, because right. Jarvis becomes a part of the team for right. real. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. So mm-hmm. many seeds. Yes. Cap shout of language. Yeah. <laughs> Which then becomes just a running joke. Oh, yeah, I love thing. that. I love that. He's so old-fashioned and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. And then when he does curse later, they call him out. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so they're all kind of doing their own little thing of taking out the various different, you know, hostels and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The little uh, machine gun bunkers and things like that. Uh, meanwhile, Tony is trying to infiltrate the actual compound, um, mm-hmm. only because him being able to fly, he can like get the closest. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, Thor he's scanning fly. it. Huh? Thor can fly. Yeah, but they need his lightning out on the field. <laughs> yes. Because, yeah, Tony is doing scanny stuff. Yeah, He's yeah. trying to figure he's trying out to find where the power there. source is mm-hmm. and, yeah, all that. And he summons the Iron Legion because the Sokovia, the town that's, uh, like, right down the road from this base, starts getting fire. Mm-hmm. from all the weapons that are being shot. Yeah. And uh, some people are not very happy to see these, you know, foreign robots coming and telling them what to do. Right. Which I think is interesting. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, again, it's one of those things where we kind of got it, I think um, Heather had said, or maybe it was Sarah, at the end of Avengers, where they're like, they destroyed a bunch of shit, now they're gone. Mm-hmm. So... We can only assume, as they've been going around destroying S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra bases, they also have just been leaving rubble in their wake. This just happens to be the one that we, the audience, get to see. Yeah, I would say that's correct. (laughs) So that's why there's kind of been a building anti-sentiment against the Avengers. Right. And that will lead through to Civil War. Mm -hmm. So, Not not just Avengers, I think just any kind of gifted, Mm -hmm. enhanced super person in Mm -hmm. general, people just are... Which, I mean, you know, let's be real, people don't like what they don't understand. No, that's absolutely true. 100%, yeah. That will never change. Nope. So, during this whole thing, Strucker is (laughs) trying to decide what to do, you know, how quickly to surrender. Right. And the twins disappear on him. Mm -hmm. Well, because he's he's like, let's just give them what they're here for, except for our most top secret things. (laughs) Which would be the powers we were able to give the twins by using the scepter. Right. So, Quicksilver trips up Hawkeye. And Hawkeye gets injured because of it. Right. And they basically were like, okay, we got we got to put it into this. Now we've yeah. got a man down, which doesn't happen very often. No. <laughs> um, and they're able to kind of contain everybody, finish fighting them all off, and mm-hmm. get inside. Once Tony deactivates the shield, and we then learn that there's kind of this weird relationship between Natasha and Bruce Lip. where she's able to yeah, we, we may calm have, him down. Lip. We may have to rein in some of our feelings regarding that relationship and save it for if we ever do this movie on its own, but... Lip. 
No, uh, I wrote in my notes here in the very beginning that it's gross and we hate it, and then I didn't write any notes about it for the and, rest of the movie. And that's all, no, I'm saying, so that's all we have to say, that blanket statement? Yes. Yeah, we, we do not, we are not fans of Natasha and Bruce being a couple, and we're not a fan of her thinking she's a monster because she can't have children. Is that ever, is, it's never brought I'm, up again. Is it ever in the comics? The two of them. No, I not that I'm aware of. Because it's her and um, she's with Bucky. Bucky, right? And Usually sometimes she's with Clint. Clint. Right. Well, but yeah. Typically she's with Bucky. Okay. Which is my OTP. But <laughs> I, I, I like them more so than her. And I mean, they've had no interaction Hulk in this series to this point. Yes. Yeah. Again, it was the whole Beauty of the Beast allegory. Yeah. So like done to the worst degree. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna well, move on. We're gonna move that. on. Okay. We're not talking about that anymore. Because <laughs> we'll it's just there. We don't we do. like it. We're yeah. moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, but Tony finds the scepter, and when he finds it, Scarlet Witch starts fucking with his head. Mm-hmm. She uses her mind powers on him. Yep. But now, at this point, now she has seen what he saw up in the portal. Yeah. So, which no one else really understands mm-hmm. what's going on up there, mm-hmm. other than Tony. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but Pietro tries to say, are we just going to let him take the scepter and go? And she's like... Yeah, because he's going to fuck his own shit up. Yeah. They're going to ruin each other. He's self-destructive. We mm-hmm. know Tony's self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So after they've won, basically, and they've locked up Strucker, um, the twins escape, but they know about them, so they're going to have to look into them. They right. go back to the upgraded Avengers Tower in New York, and Maria... Works Bri- there now. Yeah, well, she works for Stark, mm-hmm. um, which she also secretly still works for Nick Fury. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, of course. But she briefs Cap on the twins, and... I guess kind of brings them up to speed on what their powers are and all that type of stuff. And there's a fun interaction between them where Cap is saying, oh yeah, who else has had an oh, experiment done to he, them? He has a line, um, cause, um, yeah, Maria's talking to him about what kind of people volunteer or whatever. And he says, his line is, um, what kind of person lets a German scientist experiment on him for their country? <laughs> cause that's exactly what Steve did. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. can't fault the twins for what they did because mm-hmm. their country was, you know, under attack or in war and just hostility, so they wanted to do something about it and they volunteer, which I understand oh, this is something we can get into right. way later, is something the comic book fans did not enjoy because yeah. those characters' background and upbringing bringing would never volunteer to be experimented on like that. Well, because they're mutants, right? Yes. traditionally. They're right. Magneto's they're children. Magneto's kids. Right. Yeah. They, they would have never done that. Right. And that's, and, and that's what I always thought was... And that's what I kind of forgot about. Mm-hmm. I forgot that they were, like, experimented on right. or whatever bullcrap... Yeah, so that, excuse they had to make because they can't say mutants. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they did have to craft an entirely new background for the characters, which again right. is something we can get so into. So is that later, just something but... that doesn't exist in this like in this world is that like people with special powers don't just happen. They have they're, the inhumans. They have to be they have to be No they do. They're they're quote unquote gifted. <sighs> but they're they have the inhumans, which is a right. different branch. It's not they're not mutants. It's like right. a different thing. And that's com- that's gonna be a movie, right? Well they use no, no they, they use, use it in, in shield. Show. That's in Shield. Oh, it they, was supposed to. It be was a supposed movie. to be a movie, and they okay. scrapped it, and gotcha. they used it in Agents of Shield instead. Interesting. Yeah. So it's. Oh, I. I okay, I watched part of Shield. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's where all that's been used. Gotcha. Because now that they're able to use mutants, I'm sure they will. As, well, like you said, with the whole snap snapping situation, they can retcon a lot of shit. They have an excuse to put it in. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's you know a reality world altering shit. So they can totally just slip it in there now. Right? Yeah. 
Um, so they're, they bring Hawkeye there to patch him up, and Dr. Helen, she mentions this regeneration cradle thing that is going to be super important later. It just kind of been passing, but they, they're able to patch Hawkeye up. He's totally fine, and everyone's kind of getting ready to celebrate. Taking down, like, the last shield. Mm-hmm. Installation. Hydra, whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tony creates this 3D representation of uh, Jarvis's brain and also, like, the, the scepter. The scepter's yeah. power, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool to see for the audience because, again, these are just projections um, to see, but you, you get to kind of see Jarvis as an entity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really f- interesting to see the two of them next to each other. But then, of course, you see how advanced that the energy within the scepter is. Mm-hmm. It's this this kind of consciousness, which kind of makes sense because they use the scepter to make people, to give people powers. And then it also has this, it's thinking on its own right. kind of thing it's going on. It's artificial intelligence. Yep. Kind of. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. In a, the in, a, in a different way than, than Tony and Bruce had used before. Yes. So Tony wants this suit of armor around the world, but as we saw in Sokovia, the people are not down mm-hmm. with that. Right. And he wants that, but I don't. I don't know that he, it would ever have worked. He wants to retire again. This mm-hmm. is after the events of Iron Man three. He mm-hmm. no longer has the threat to his life going on in his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, him and Pepper are in a good place, so he wants to retire. And mm-hmm. for him, doing that means that yeah, we put a guardian, uh, you know, somebody to watch over every city or every country or every continent or whatever. Like that's his solution. Which sounds an awful lot like kind of what. What she Hydra was trying, was trying to, trying to, do. to yeah. do. Yeah. Totally, with the Insight Project. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it, I mean, it's this preventative thing, mm-hmm. like, you're stopping the war before it's happening. Right. Which, which, which is what Cap, Cap says. says. Mm-hmm. And he's like, in my experience, that has never gone over well. No. So, of course, you know, Tony convinces Bruce not to let the others know, because he knows that no one's going to agree with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows that. Tony's aware that this is a crazy idea, but he wants to do it anyway. Yeah. We're going to make a new AI. Right. Yeah. So him and Bruce start, you know, harnessing with the, the with power. The, with the power we know nothing about. Right. Yeah. And that's, exactly. And that's the, the worst part about it, is they mm-hmm. know nothing about the stone, but they're going to use it. Well, how many times has Tony, though, used tech before it's been fully tested? Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> but okay, honestly, in his defense... In his defense, that's his own tech. Right. Yeah, well, and he doesn't know it's an Infinity Stone at that's, the moment. That's true. He that, just yes. thinks it's this high-tech scepter thing. Yes. Right? He doesn't actually know what it is. Right. But, yeah, so one of our most hated tropes is miscommunication and lying to protect people and mm-hmm. all that bullshit. I it's hate not, it. Well, I mean, we can say again, it's another one of those things that's overused. Similar oh, with yeah. the waiting until the last second to, de- uh, you know, um, <laughs> detonate something. Yeah, or, yeah. or um, prevent some, a bomb from going off. Mm-hmm. It's one of those tropes that's just mm-hmm. always used where characters withhold information from somebody else or from yeah, each right. other. And, like, pretty soon after Tony and Bruce leave the room to go party... Jarvis and Ultron are, are chatting, and Ultron tries to destroy Jarvis. Yeah. Well, he does. I mean, he... He tears him apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he tears and him. he thinks that he's dead, mm-hmm. but right. we learn that he was just kind of hiding out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, later. Uh, without knowing that he was, like, hiding out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like, dispersed himself. Like, he had a mm-hmm. protocol, basically. Mm-hmm. It, was, it seemed himself, like it was already yeah. in his protocol to do this thing. Right. And then we hit the best scene. The party. Which is fun, because this is where you get to kind of see the other, you know, um, Rhodey shows up, Sam shows up, so some of just the people from the mm-hmm. other movies are there. Um, 
Jane Foster and Pepper Potts aren't in the movie, but Tony and Thor talk about them. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. fun to, in that moment, it's like, you know, these people do know what's going on in each other's lives. They do talk outside of just the movies we see. Right. And Sam stopped by to tell Steve that he's been looking for Bucky for him. What a good friend. Right. And (laughs) he's still going to have to go uh, follow some more leads, but Mm -hmm. he thinks he might have something. So during the after party, uh, Sam has already gone back to D.C., Mm -hmm. And the rest of them are all hanging out, and they all start trying to lift Thor's hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great comedic scene. That's another another one, actually. That scene was released before the movie. Yes. That one was. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah? Okay. That's funny. And so they're all trying to do this, and this is actually something that comes back. I like this movie because there's a lot of instances of them doing silly things that come back to mean something later. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like that this comes back with vision in a later scene. Right. Yeah. Um, so while they're all laughing, partying, well, not partying, they're all kind of coming down from the party, just chatting amongst each other, the, you know, creepiest marionette, marionette Ooh. of all time. <laughs> Ultron, gross. like, stumbles into the room, dripping oil, looking gross. Ugh. Singing Pinocchio songs. So <laughs> disturbing. Oh my gosh, I hate Which, it. good job, Disney. You finally get rights and you start just peppering yeah. in all your references. Well... <laughs> And immediately everyone is like, God damn it, Tony. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all know. Well, because again, they're like, you did this mm-hmm. without telling us. Mm-hmm. They're so pissed. Ugh. And Tony actually says, this is the end game mm-hmm. to dismantle the team, to protect mm-hmm. the world without us having to do this anymore. Yeah. And yeah. he uses that word, which of course is the title of the last the, Avengers the movie. Fourth the Avengers fourth Avengers movie. movie. Yeah. Which I love when they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it a lot. Which, again, is one of those fun things, doing things like this and going back and watching them again because you hear things and, like, how we were picking up phase two mm-hmm. thrown in throughout things and here's, you know, a totally innocuous, just, we're in the end game and then it's like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff. So, they, the twins are summoned to this church in the middle of Sokovia by Ultron and they don't know it's him at first, but when they arrive, they figure it out. And they kind of explain, yeah, we'll help you defeat the Avengers because we were buried under rubble with a Stark missile hovering over right. us for a couple days. Two days. And we thought we were going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were 10 years old and they were just waiting for the bomb to go off, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's another one of those things back to Iron Man 1 where mm-hmm. all these innocent people were getting killed by Stark tech. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And, you know, Tony has tried to curb all that now, mm-hmm. but the damage had been done a lot of, at that time. A lot of it's, like, too little, too late mm-hmm. for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's trying to make amends, but there's just so much that happened that he doesn't know about, including right. this one. And he, don't, I, don't, I don't even think they... The twins tell Ultron this story, but I don't think they ever tell anybody on the Avengers the story. No, so I, they don't... I don't think so. I think they probably did eventually. Right, like some off-scene thing, sure. To, to ex- like, Wanda to explain herself mm-hmm. probably did. Yeah. Um, she, they do ingratiate you know, themselves with the team later on, but Mm -hmm. I think she probably told, I mean, her and Vision are super close, and her and Hawkeye are close, and, you know, she fights for Cap during Civil War, so, so I'm sure they, it's come up, yeah, and they invited her to become a new Avenger, Mm -hmm. so I'm sure it came up, but Ultron murder struck her in jail, Mm -hmm. and writes peace on the wall in blood, but the team immediately are like, okay, Strucker knew something, and Ultron's trying to cover it up. Right, so they dig up a bunch of... Since since S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, they have no computer files to hack into. They do it the old-fashioned way and find a bunch of paper <laughs> files and boxes, which I've been there, so I understand what that's like. They find uh, Ulysses S. Claw's name in there, and he has this burn mark, this brand on his neck that says Thief in Wakandan. Wakanda! 
I love Black Panther. Yeah, which is which is now the second time that again as a um, comic book person, you know, you hear vibranium back mm-hmm. in yes. uh, Cap First Avenger, which is kind of everyone ooh, has a moment, and now here we are, we hear Wakanda again. Yes. So you're like, wait, and then you like. Don't go there yet, but we go over to... South Africa or something? Yeah. Uh, But Tony and Steve look at each other and they're like, oh, we know where Vibranium's from. Mm -hmm. We know what he stole. He stole Mm -hmm. that. We know what Wakanda has. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. And, okay, Ultron is after Vibranium because he wants to make himself a new indestructible body. Mm -hmm. So the twins and Ultron go to meet up with Claw, which is, you know, what everybody thought they were going to do to try to get some Vibranium. And he's kind of chill with them. He's like, oh, you guys are enhanced. You're one of Strucker's Mm -hmm. experiments. I'm like, how close were you to Strucker that he just told you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's also like, you know, you guys are new to this. You're Mm -hmm. not going to hurt me. You're not intimidating. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one of those kind of instances probably where it's like, if you were going to kill me, you would have done it. So clearly Mm -hmm. you want something. Well, and then Ultron shows up and he is super intimidating. Yeah. And. That's uh, his arm off. Yeah. Well, he, he gives Claw a ton of money. And then he quotes Tony to Claw, and Claw says, that's something Tony Stark used to say to me. And Ultron gets super pissed, which is strange, because he's supposed to be a robot, you know, like, AI, but he's mm-hmm. super emotional. Yeah. And, well, and he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't want to be, like, his dad, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and he cuts Claw's arm off. He's like, oh, oh, I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> no. Yeah, he gets, like, a robotic gun arm later. So he was an arms dealer. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we talked about puns already, right? <laughs> oh, oh gosh. So during this whole exchange, the Avengers show up and they've actually, Ultron and Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver have a little plan. They wanted them uh, to, to show up at some point yeah. because Scarlet Witch starts playing mind games and she gets Thor, Cap, and Natasha before Hawkeye shocks her and, and stops her from doing it to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But when that happens, Thor starts having these visions of Heimdall attacking him. Nat's stuck back in the Red Room where um, she was trained in Russia and sterilized and all this horrible shit. Which is the only background we ever get to her character. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Unfortunately. Yeah. Cap is in this nightmare dance scene with Peggy. Yeah. And, you know, wishing he could be back there with her kind of thing. And it's just all, like, horrible yeah. <laughs> and sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it totally works. They're all just down for the count after this. Yeah. And Hawkeye has to babysit them all while... Um, yeah, he has to be their emotional support dog. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And Bruce is hanging back at the moment. He's back at the Quinjet, but uh, Scarlet Witch gets him, and he goes bonkers. Yes. And we don't actually we see... We never see what he's, he's shown. Seen, no. But he just... Hulk rages out. Well, yeah. and that's the thing, is we see the Hulk, and he has the red-rimmed eyes, mm-hmm. so you have to wonder, like... So is it Hulk it, visions, or right. is it... It, it is, has to be, is Banner, right? like, in there having his own visions, and then is Hulk having his own visions, it's or... both. I'd have both. to... Honestly, I feel like it's probably Hulk visions of, you know, him getting attacked, and he has to, like... Defeat him, def- defend himself. Defend himself, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's... I mean, that's the only ever reason why he kind of mm-hmm. rages out like yeah. that, is people when someone are attacks attacking them. him, so... And then Tony calls in the Hulkbuster suit, <laughs> and wow, this turns into collateral damage. The movie. Oh um, yes. They destroy With the city. The, the city. The mm-hmm. city is. I think they're in South Africa or something, because I think that's where uh, Claw's from. And then, after he finally, after destroying the entire city, he finally gets the Hulk down, and uh, they're able to subdue him. And then Clint gets the rest of the people back, and. 
they're gonna go to a safe house. Right, because they've now they have nowhere to go. They can't go back to the tower. No, the Maria tells them that the news is not looking kindly on them. Right. And the people aren't looking kindly on them because mm-hmm. they've just unleashed all this destruction. Again. Again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, once they get to the safe house, which is which is actually Clint's own home where his wife and kids are. Thor flies off to go on a vision quest. Yeah, because his, whatever he was seeing, um, because of Wanda, weren't necessarily, like, traumatic fears, which is what everybody else was kind of seeing. They were seeing things that would, like, shock them to their core and stuff. He He was, was like, getting, already getting some kind of vision. Like, visions. for, For whatever reason. So, yeah, so he just goes off. Which, again, this is probably just another plot point device for us, us again, to learn about the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. that's what he goes off and does. For sure. And during this time, which they've forgotten about Helen, <laughs> uh, Ultron uses the scepter to take control of her and wants her to build him a new body using the vibranium. So In the cradle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In that cradle she had mentioned earlier. And so she starts doing that. She's under control now. And Tony and Steve just kind of continue to argue. And I, th- I think this is like the start of the rift between them. Yeah, sure. That is super exacerbated by the time Civil War rolls around. Sure. It's just, they're just too they're different. different. Yeah. yeah. And they can't reconcile those. It, I feel like as Cap being kind of like leader of the team, I feel like he thinks he, he's right, but then also... Tony thinks he's right. Because I feel like they're both kind of the... They're like co-captains, almost. Mm-hmm. Because Tony does a lot of... He, you know, he ha- leads. he leads kind of them outside of battle. And, like, he's almost like their liaison kind of thing. And then once they're, like, in a battle, it's Cat being the... Shot caller. Like, the shot... Yeah. Well, he's, he's probably the... Um... He's probably Tony is probably the most useful in a battle. Yes. Because of his gadgets. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, and that's yeah. no offense to any of the others at all. No. They all definitely bring something to the table, but... I, not like, the most powerful. Right. But, but I, I would versatile. Have, but I definitely yeah. would have to say that he does think that Cap it calls the shot. Like, I mean, we, yeah. we've seen it in the past. Mm-hmm. He's like, Cap, call the shots. Mm-hmm. When we're right. like, you know, we're a soldier, you know what, like, where we need to be, what our position needs to be. No, it's definitely like what you're saying is, is you know... Tony doesn't mind following orders to an extent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah. But, and you know, he's smart. Mm-hmm. And he th- and he thinks that he can solve this issue mm-hmm. that he created. That he yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's right. they they it's just natural that they would kind of butt heads like that just right. because they're the two kind of alphas really of right. this right of this team. So then Fury shows up mm-hmm. and he's hiding in the barn. <laughs> he has, and he has a new eye patch. Yeah, yes. but he, he actually like says, "I am worried about you, Tony." Yeah, like, this is not going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to figure things out. <laughs> and eventually, uh, Fury comes back inside the house with them to help them track down Ultron. And Tony's a little bent out of shape because Maria obviously has been in contact with mm-hmm. with Fury this whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like, uh, "Okay, she works for you still too, obviously." What the heck? <laughs> But uh, he brings them the information that somebody on the on the web has been changing like nuclear launch codes or something constantly, so, so that Ultron can't hack into them. Yeah, he can't use them or get them. And Tony says, "Okay, I'm gonna go find out who." So that's like his immediate mission. Bruce finally reminds them about Helen, Helen Cho. I'm like, uh, well, they're like, oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're still like, Ultron stole this vibranium. What would he use it for? Well, to he's, build a body. He's trying to get more and more advanced. Mm-hmm. What does he think he's gonna? He, how do they think he's going to use it? And mm-hmm. 
to build a body. Yeah, and while they're kind of coming up with their next steps, Thor's talking to Eric Selvig, who comes back. He has pants this time. He's in it. He's in the entire franchise a lot more than, like, I thought he was. He is. Until watching these. He's the new Coulson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He shows up all the time, whenever they need science shit. So, I feel like there's a few scenes missing. (laughs) With Eric? Yeah, but uh, Eric somehow helps Thor find this mystical cave so that he can relive the nightmare and figure out what's going on, and he comes out of the cave with, oh shit, Infinity Stones, someone's mucking about. That's what's happening. And he knows that Vision uh, needs to be born, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somehow. He knows this. So, during all this... Ultron breaks the the jewel, the the cover that's holding the Mind Stone in, and puts it on Vision's forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically he just, like, breaks it and mm-hmm. it dispels the Tesseract energy that mm-hmm. was in it. And mm-hmm. so now all that is remaining is the mm-hmm. stone that it was hiding. And we finally get to see, you know, it's the yellow mm-hmm. stone. Yep, that yep. Way. And he puts it in, so this body has been created by Helen. Uh, and I guess it's just kind of a shell at the moment, because... Ultron starts downloading himself into, into it. it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he never quite finishes through this whole part of the movie. Well, they keep interrupting him. Mm-hmm. Like, he keeps plugging himself in right. and unplugging himself, which right. I am actually kind of grateful that he, they never had to, like, restart at one and for him to, like, keep trying to oh re-download my himself because that would just be really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you think that it would just pause. And it does. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. So. Oh, and you know, back to the Thor scene, the cool thing was they didn't show all six. They showed the four Thor would know about, yes. which was uh, the mind, the power, the reality, and the space, like what's going on right now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the soul and the time stone aren't shown, but the four that aren't shown, it's showed on like a gold outline of a gauntlet. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a cloud, cloud outline. Or yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Which is it's, cool. it's really cool because they line up across the knuckles. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool kind of, like, it, little insight. It's something and, yeah. for the And also that corresponds to what we... Wait, do we... When we see that later, right? At the, the end credit At the end credit scene. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like a... The actual gauntlet, Here's yeah. a hey. Here's a hint. Here's a hint. Yeah. That's what's coming yeah. up later. So Tony goes to this uh, Nexus, I think is what they call it, whatever the data bank that um, Jarvis was using to disrupt the launch codes. Finds out that it's Jarvis, and he's able to rebuild him from this information. Mm-hmm. And... Scarlet Witch, this whole time, she she touches Vision's cradle, and she actually sees Ultron's true intentions, mm-hmm. which are destroy not just to her. kill... Yeah, they're not to kill the Avengers, it's to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. And she, her and, at this point, Pietro, they were like, oh shit, we're on the wrong side. Yeah. We did not know this. Mm-hmm. Our revenge has no. clouded our minds. All, all they wanted to do was stop the Avengers. Exactly. That, or stop well, Tony. Tony. Yeah. That's what yeah. they wanted, but now he... Yeah, the, who they're working for wants to wipe out everybody. Clearly, the motif of these movies, revenge does not pay off. Never. <laughs> Never. Mm-mm. No, don't do it. <laughs> and then Scarlet Witch releases Helen from her mind control. So Helen stops the upload of Ultron into Vision's body. And then Ultron blasts her, but she doesn't die. Which no. we She shows up later. Yeah, which later. we were relieved because we liked her. We hope she shows up again sometime. She, yeah, she hasn't yet because, again, mm-hmm. all the lady scientists just seem to show up and then disappear. But... I know. <laughs> it's so sad. Or swoon over Thor. <laughs> which is the same. Yeah. Cap finds Helen and she basically warns them, yeah, we can't blow up the cradle because it's too powerful and you're going to have to kind of bring it down gently mm-hmm. kind of thing. Steve and Natasha go to fight Ultron. He he has the cradle. He's left with it at this point. And Clint's going to draw out all the drones. And the twins come in to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy they did. Yeah, the, the twins help um, 
capped on Captain America on the on the train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, to stop the speeding train and save all the civilians. Mm-hmm. And Nat's working on getting the cradle um, out of the truck truck um, to just kind of deliver it mm-hmm. to Clint mm-hmm. flying yeah. the yeah. jet. Yep, yep. And then they finally do, but unfortunately, Nat gets grabbed by one of Ultron's drones. Because of course, let's kidnap the woman. <sighs> yeah. Again, we're just gonna say it and we're gonna move on. <laughs> we're just gonna be bitter about it. <laughs> I'm not that bitter, but I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's like fine. Uh, no, it's she not. she was the one doing it, so the mm-hmm. rest of them were off. I mean, she was the only one that could have. It's not. That's not my issue with it. It's the fact that when she's there, she's just like a cowering victim in his presence. Like she does reach out to Clint. To try, yeah. but she doesn't try to escape herself. Herself, yeah, which, which is weird. She would do, yeah, so. especially because he kind of like leaves her alone after a while. Yes, when Bruce comes to get her, it's it's a trope we don't care for. <laughs> the Bruce stuff, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. But no, no, I no, I mean like the woman damsel in distress thing. Yeah, but, I don't know, like it. It's but it is what it is. <laughs> it's it's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> so Bruce and Tony are like. Hey, let's just do the same thing we were gonna do, and let's put Jarvis inside Vision. Mm-hmm. Let's make our AI. Which cat- once, once again they do it without telling anybody. Of course, of course. And well, to be honest, no one's around, but still they still make this that the same decision, right? And Wanda tells Cat before they get there. She's like, Tony's gonna do everything he can to set this right. He's absolutely gonna try to put uh, Jarvis in Vision's body or do something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to. He's get gonna him. do something with this cradle. Yeah, exactly. You you can't leave him alone with the cradle. <laughs> and but they do, and he does, and he does. And in the middle of it, uh, Thor shows up, and the power has been cut um, by Cap. But Thor shows up and uses his lightning to power him up. Mm-hmm. Vision comes to life, and how do they figure out they can trust him? He uses his hammer. He picks, or he, ta- he picks up the hammer. He picks up Thor's hammer. He, he has a monologue to them about, I understand why you don't trust me. Yep. You know, blah, 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 but we need to go do this. And then he picks it up and hands it to Thor. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Which means vision's worthy. Worthy. And now Paul Bettany has to get a paycheck. Work for a paycheck. Yes. <laughs> he has to be actually he's a no person. Lo- yeah, he's no longer just a voice. <laughs> Which I'm so happy. I Which love him. it's cool that, like, they actually did use him. Oh, yeah. And not just, like, kind of voice him over. Yeah, I, I think we talked about that it a little bit. It worked out. When we talked about um, Iron Man 1, I think we kind of said how that payoff is really great in the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love Vision, and I love Paul Bettany. Totally. So, works out for me. So once they have Vision... Uh, Clint shows up and says, oh, I know where Natasha is, so let's assume that's where Ultron is, yeah. which is Sokovia. Yeah, she's, she um, finds a, like an old ham radio in her cell, because again, like Alicia said, she's been left alone, so she just kind of morse codes him and lets him know where she is, yeah. so they go back to Sokovia. He, um, Ultron's ul- used the remaining vibranium to build a machine. Right. U- Ultron to... basically is waiting for them. Like, yeah. He knew they were going to show up. He knew they were going to come back to um, the church that they were. he was in earlier with the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, Well, Tony shows up first because mm-hmm. Ultron hates him the most. <laughs> <laughs> daddy. Yes. His daddy issues. Right. So essentially Ultron and Vision are brothers. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, and uh, Vision is is Ultron's creation, but, you know, Ultron is Tony's creation, Mm -hmm. so complicated family there. But Vision uh, grabs a hold of Ultron's head and is able to burn him out of going onto the interwebs, so he he kills the (laughs) Wi-Fi. The (laughs) Wi-Fi. 
because they know if they have any hope of uh, completely eradicating him, they have to stop him from getting out on, on the web. Mm-hmm. They have to destroy all of the bodies well, that are in Sokovia. Right, because at this point now, all he'll be able to do is just is transfer trans- from body to body. Yeah. His bodies, mm-hmm. basically. He can't go and hide in some chat room somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So Ultron turns on the machine, and the purpose of the machine is to lift Sokovia up uh, out of the ground and create a meteor because he's all about global extinction events. Right. He keeps talking about dinosaurs throughout <laughs> the whole movie. The meteor that took them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah an extinction and the... He wants to kill everybody just so that only metal is alive. Yes. Bruce and Natasha join the fight uh, as Bruce's Hulk now because mm. he uh, initially just wanted to like run away together yeah. and Natasha's and like, like no. 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 Is, yeah, we we can't just run away from this. I need the big guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they're, um, they joined, uh, the twins came with them to Sokovia, so they're there yes. also. Which is their um, hometown. Right, and they're not quite Avengers yet, but they're there because they're, they, again, they want to help their town. They feel yeah. guilty. Mm-hmm. We caused this is, right. you know, kind of what they feel like now. Mm-hmm. No, you're a true superhero if you feel guilt. <laughs> Uh, so during the fighting, yes, yes, yeah, so they're, they're doing some fighting, but they're also mainly trying to get everyone evacuated from the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're scared. Well, Wanda's scared. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they don't want to die here. They, no. they just did all this stuff so they wouldn't die here. Mm-hmm. No. So Clint gives her the most amazing pop talk. That's so great. It's yes. like, if you walk out this door, you're an Avenger. You need to come to work. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. For whatever reason, I was getting really emotional on the couch when he did it. Oh. And I don't know why. <laughs> I've seen the scene. I've seen the, the everything about it, and I'm just I was like, oh god. But you know, you love Wanda and Clint. So. I do. It's actually very true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Tony is flying around, um, fighting robots, but also checking out this structure made of vibranium, and he realizes they have to blow the city up. They need to vaporize it, mm-hmm. and if they don't, and they let this thing drop, it's gonna just wipe the world out. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be a meteor and impact the earth. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's gonna happen. And of course, Cap in Cap fashion is like, no, we need to save every civilian. We're not leaving until we save them. But luckily, Nick and Maria and Rhodey show up with the helicarrier. The one Yay. helicarrier I can accept, although I will say, this is the one helicarrier I can accept, but unfortunately it does get, like, broken into in the whole, like... <laughs> Command center. Command man center that, you know, they drive, it, navigates, that everything gets kind of messed up. It still stays in the air, though, so I will give that one kudos. It's they should okay. just always keep that one around. Warhammer. Two command decks. <laughs> or, uh, War Machine is on it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> but they do, uh, they do, by u- by using the helicarrier and these little, like, you know, side uh, raft ships, they're able to get everybody over, which is pretty great. Right. Um, a very good use of shield. Yes. And, and very rare of yeah. a movie to yeah. save everybody. Yeah, they're just here to save people. Well, even uh, Fury was like, I literally used all my last resources here. To get this. <laughs> <laughs> this better work. This, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's a cool scene where uh, Vision uses Thor's hammer again in combat. Yes. Which is so awesome. And they have like a fun little back and forth about, oh, it's so nicely balanced. <laughs> just like, oh, you nerds. <laughs> and so this is where we have um, then all of the Avengers assemble back to where the core is mm-hmm. after this and just start taking out Ultron goon after Ultron goon after Ultron goon, which you get, you know, once again, a necessity in these movies, which mm-hmm. is a group fight scene. <laughs> yep. So while they're trying to get everybody outside of the city before Ultron can come and hit the button on this core and drop the city, mm-hmm. they're defending it as much as they can. Mm-hmm. 
What are they, the Defenders? Ha <laughs> ha, if only. Yeah. Uh, I really like the scene where Thor, Iron Man, and Vision are, like, melting Ultron it's down. great. And, like, they're attacking his vibranium body, yeah. you know, with uh, with all their powers combined. And it doesn't kill him, but it, it you know, pushes him, him back. Down. yeah. Mm-hmm. So after the church scene, they kind of disperse again to finish unloading all the people, mm-hmm. and Quicksilver jumps in front of Clint. And saves his life. Yeah, so he basically after, you know, an entire red herring of a movie of assuming that Clint was going to die, because there's just a lot of lines, a lot of dialogue. We see a fam, you know, his mm-hmm. family. So you just automatically assume that, okay, he's not making it out of this. We thought that um, Hawkeye was going to die. Right, Because exactly. that's kind of what they were alluding up to. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have another character that you just get introduced to, that you just find out about. He gets to die. <laughs> Yeah, that really pisses Wanda off. Obviously, it's her brother. Well, clearly they have some kind of, like, psychic twin Mm -hmm. thing. Well, she, like, felt it when he died. Yeah. And they do very nicely take Quicksilver's body with them. Which is nice. And uh, Hawkeye just kind of lays down and takes a nap because he's a man, you know? And he's an old man. (laughs) They were in, like, the same position. Pizza could have been either one. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Uh, But... Hulk saves Natasha, and Ultron's trying to escape in a Quinjet, and he kicks him out of it. <laughs> and at this point, Wanda takes her revenge and rips out Ultron's heart. Which yes. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I, I was like, okay, he has, like, a, a, a literal heart. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, that, I doubt it, but yeah. okay. Symbolism. But it, yeah. it, was, it was a nice symbol. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, because Wanda left to go exact revenge, left her post. Yeah, a damaged drone comes and hits the core, and the city drops. But Tony was already working on, yeah, getting the the big pile of rock to blow up into smaller mm-hmm, rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he signals Thor to go from top with lightning, and Tony blasts from below with his weaponry, and they're able to destroy Sokovia. Right. So instead of one giant piece of rubble rock lying to the ground. It's a bunch of little ones. It probably still wasn't great for the surrounding area, but at least it's not as But it, it seemed like most of it went into the water. water. Oh, the water. Yeah. The water were probably right back into the crater that the mm. that it left, you know? Yeah. Because so. yeah. there was still part of the city outside of what got lifted up, Yeah. But hopefully there wasn't too much there. Right. I mean, you know, they managed to save at least all the people that they could. Mm-hmm. So. Right. So that's good. After So after Hulk pulls Ultron out of the Quinjet, Hulk takes off with it and we mm-hmm. don't see Hulk again until Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Um and then Vision finds um I think it's that Ultron bot that he pulled out. Okay, so that one? I think it's that one, the main one. The last one? Yeah. That Vision then has a conversation with him, which is it's kind of fun because, you know, that's the that's the first person Ultron talked to was mm-hmm. Jarvis when they were when they were talking yeah. um in the lab and now he's the last person mm-hmm. that he gets to talk to, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. And Vision just kills him. He's yeah. like, nope, we can't have you running around. Yeah. Unfortunately. You're unique is what, or he's unique is what he said earlier in the movie. And he didn't want to kill him, but he knew he had to because of what Ultron planned to do. Right. So, so I like that. Then we flash to, we've got a brand new Avengers campus, which we actually find out Ant-Man was an old Howard Stark uh, like facility. storage facility. Yeah. Or it's some in sort. like upstate New York mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and we're just kind of introduced to this new building that they're using. So I'm like, yes, you finally got out of New York. Stop with the collateral damage. Out of, out of the city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go have your training ground. For, for your point, Ashley, on Wikipedia it says that the new base is run by Fury Hill, Cho, and Selvig. Oh! So, there you go. Alright. <laughs> I'm raising the roof. Yes, yes. Which makes sense. The, yeah. That's, that's the, pretty diverse the, those, are, those are the four, like, main, you know, the four different backgrounds to mm-hmm. kind of run the facility. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah. they all need something to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then the new school of Avengers Yay. are War Machine, Falcon, Scarlet Witch, and Vision. Mm-hmm. Since once again, they've all kind of scattered to the winds, as it were, <laughs> except for Natasha and Steve. Nope, they're there to train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to stick to it. Hawkeye's going to go home to his family for now. Mm-hmm. Tony's going back to Pepper. Yeah, Thor went to Asgard to learn more about his visions that he had, so... Well, yeah, so... Uh, he's talking to Cap and Tony about it, and he's just like, there's something going on mm-hmm. with these Infinity this, Stones. Yeah, we've seen four of them in the last four years. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's, Come on. something is happening. Right, exactly. And also, never forget the elevator's not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a point. Oh, uh, that's the best I, <laughs> conversation. I just, I just love that Thor's hammer keeps coming up and up and up, and then, you know, in Ragnarok, it gets destroyed. Yeah. And it's been this whole big thing, and it's been a cornerstone of his character and, and this movie. And it's the same thing that I feel like Tony deals with in Iron Man 3, where he is not his suit. Yes. Thor you is know? not his hammer. Thor is exactly. not his hammer. Which he that. has the same sort of identity yeah. crisis. Totally. Oh, yeah. When his, in Ragnarok? Sure. Mm-hmm, he's like, that was, like, who I was, and now I do, don't have the power of Thor mm-hmm. anymore. Well, and when, but... we, and when we get into that movie, it's a whole, what are you the god of again? Yeah. And it's like, he has mm-hmm. other things yeah. than just Well, and also, it's like, I'm pretty sure, the, the hammer was just a vessel. It was like a lightning rod. It was like a lightning rod. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... The power the, comes the from power him. The power of... Yeah, it mm-hmm. is him. He's the god of thunder. Like, come on. Right. Exactly. And then, the end credits roll, and... We get the Infinity Gauntlet that we talked about earlier, made mm-hmm. by the Space Dwarves, which we <laughs> yes. find out in the Infinity War movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we get Thanos pulling it out of storage or out of somewhere. And Fine. He... I'll do it myself. Yeah. His bedside table. Because well, yes. at this point, like, you know, he's tried to have people do things for him. Loki, yeah. Ronan, and everyone, like, yeah, yeah. hasn't followed Everyone's through. failed so for him. So he's like, oh yeah. my god, I gotta do this myself. I gotta <laughs> get off my couch and do my own job. My throne, my space throne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, really, how fucking lazy is Thanos? He's the laziest. <laughs> oh my god, he's so fucking lazy. Heather's face. <laughs> uh, but, you know, now now it's on. Yes. So, surprisingly, though, um, Age of Ultron is not the end of Phase 2. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's another standalone movie. You, you, yeah, but you would think that with the first phase ending with Avengers, every you just would assume, that, okay, here's another Avengers, that's the end of Phase 2. It's not. Uh, the actual end of Phase 2, there was another movie that came out in 2015, which was Ant-Man. <laughs> and this confuses us every time. We can never remember. <laughs> no, yeah. And I can remember at the time having uh, an argument with a, a friend of ours um, whether Ant-Man was the end of Phase 2 or the beginning of Phase 3, because once again, now we're back into origin stories. This is a new character the audience hasn't been introduced to, so you would just yeah. kind of assume it's the start of a new phase. But it's not. And, and having just finished watching them, it kind of makes sense as an ending of a phase. Really? Does it? Does it? Well, because phase three immediately kicks off with Civil War. 
I mean, yes, so this, I, I can see that, but this again is like a palate cleanser, like Guardians was. Mm-hmm. So we're we're getting a break between like big things, right? But I mean, that isn't to say that they couldn't have made Ant Man the beginning of Phase Three. No, you they know, because I mean, that's still a, it's still a palate cleanser in between uh, mm. Civil War and Age of Ultron. Yeah. So it's like where they put it, but it's just kind of odd that they didn't end it with you know Ultron, Ultron, because again they did. They did end mm-hmm. the first phase with the Avengers movie, so and that's kind of what we're always leading up to, right? Is the Avengers movies the right. team so, up? The team up, right? Exactly. So it's kind of just like it's almost like a hammer in the, uh, not a hammer, a wrench in the machine or whatever mm-hmm. that saying is. Where well, kind of it like mm-hmm. it'll it kind of takes you off your guard. You're like, oh wait, there's another one. Well, it could have been something too, where at the time they wanted like six movies, six movies, six movies is before they, they mm-hmm. cared. They may yeah. have wanted to do that route, but now, also, you know, phase three is 10 movies long. So probably a lot of people who with don't, two Avenger movies in it. There's probably a lot of people who don't care as much about the phases, you know, as we do. So no, it's just interesting. Thing <laughs> people about. probably don't even realize that there are phases and that true. it's just one giant <laughs> franchise, which sure. I mean it is, but it, it is broken down, you know, into different. Right. But that being said, Ant-Man is a pretty cute movie, and I enjoy it. It's Yay! so fun! It's kind of like another Guardians. Ant-Man is one of my favorite movies, because I, I remember people not looking forward to it. Because, again, we're just coming off of Ultron, which was kind of a you-love-it-or-you-hate-it kind of movie for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And, again, people wanted more of those characters. Now you have this one, which no one wanted, but I was very excited about. And also, I feel like it, it is another one of those who? Yeah. Totally. So it's like, who is this person? A hundred percent of the reason why Ashley was excited is because Paul Rudd was Ant Man. <laughs> I was so I excited. Paul Rudd. Yes. Well, and, and and you know, there's the whole thing with Ant Man is there's been multiple ones. Um, I think there's been three, but most notable is um, Hank Pym and um, Scott Lang. So I know that was a big thing too. Was like, which one are they gonna use? Both. And, and they end up both. using both. I mean, you know, Scott Lang ends up being like the main one, but they do use Hank, which is great. Um, I kind of like that they don't give a whole lot of to Hank, because he's actually not that great of a person. Right. Um, he got better. Uh, I just mean in the comics. He's not that no, great of a person. Okay, in the comics he's a trash person, yeah. but yeah. in the movie... Right. Does he get better? He d- yeah, especially in 2. So, yes. Oh, okay, well I he, haven't seen 2 yet. So. There's a lot of, yeah, no, there's a lot of character development for him, so... So I think it was very smart of them to, um, to cast Paul Rudd and to go with the Scott Lang Avenue, was, I think, was smart. Well, Scott Lang is fun. Right. And this is a fun movie. Right. It's a it's a heist movie. It is. Which is one of my favorite movie. types of movies. Yeah. So it does um open up with a flashback, um, you know, similar to Guardians. It shows us something that has already happened. Um we see young Hank, you know, played by Michael Douglas, talking to Shield. Yes. Yeah. No, he's talking to Peggy mm-hmm. and uh the older Howard Stark from Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. So not Dominic Cooper, but so the, they, the Madman guy. They reprised yeah, his uh Disney Walt well, Disney role. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was still yeah. here now. <laughs> yeah. And and some hot shot in Shield uh, at the time and he does come back later. He he was the um defense like the Shield defense Attorney sector or something. Yeah. Something like well, that. Well and he wanted to get his hands on the pin particle. Yeah. The, yes. On on Hank's formula. Which, so basically it opens up to Hank Pym resigning from the shield. Because right, he was working on tech that once again sh- the defense side wanted to use and he was like no this you're going to do bad things with this this is my technology this is the only I'm the only one that can use it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it was also after his wife's death. So yes. he was he was pretty much done with that shit at that point. Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't... Part of it's probably you don't want that kind of power to fall into the wrong hands, but you also don't want somebody to do something stupid, mm-hmm. like do what Jan did. Yeah. So, Janet. Damn it. I love you. <laughs> Dr. Scott. We're going to have to do Rocky Horror eventually. Oh, we should. Sure. We'll have to cut this, but I'm going to AP. It's going to be bad. I don't know if we can do it. <laughs> we may have to watch it separately without Ashley in the room. On its participation. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Ashley yeah. will have to be watch it at home by herself. Yeah, ha- have fun with your... Uh... Oh my gosh. Um, so after that, you know, flashback scene, again, we, so we have been introduced now to Hank and his... I think they actually do refer to it as Pim Particle at that moment, so we see that... Um, now we go to Scott, who is our main character. Scott! <laughs> My God. Okay, that was a Rocky reference from Heather, and that was a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World reference from Alicia. <laughs> At the same time. And Ashley's just trying to tell a story. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have fun here. It's fine. It's um, just fine. So Scott um, is in jail, but he's getting out. Yeah, so Scott's getting picked up by his cellmate, Lewis, who's, like, his best friend. He's been in jail for three years, and he thinks, oh, I can just, you know, go back out into the world. I have a, you know, master's in electrical engineering flash to Baskin Robbins. <laughs> that he lied about he lied. to get the job. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, he lied on his resume. Right, so, I mean, as we've learned, you know, because then he does get fired, he has a record, so mm-hmm. he can't work there. <laughs> in my notes, I put, the system has failed. So yeah, it's just like, no, I, I, this it's, is something that's always kind of irked me, and it's just like, when people are convicted felons, non-violent so, offenders, non-violent yeah. offenders, it's so, just because they have a record, it's so hard for them to start their life over, Yeah, and it sucks. It's bullshit. It's, com- mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we just, the state of Florida, mm-hmm. have been able to restore the voting rights right to of convicted felons yes. of non um non-violent crimes, non-violent crimes. Which so is great. yeah it's a step forward it's, it's a complete set and now like 1.2 million people can vote in the new state of florida people who new know how people. the system works and how it works against them get ready for the next election y'all <laughs> that's our little political break back into uh, the <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun um so um having now been fired from baskin robbins lewis is like well let's go do what we do best and you know which Again, not to be totally stereotypical, but that is what a lot of criminals end up doing is, you know, they can't find work, so they have to regress They have to back. resort yeah. back to what they were what doing they to, make, to make a living because right. n- they can't do anything. Right, and that's all, um, you know, Scott wants to do. He wants to get back into the world, he wants to make money, he wants to get a place because he wants his daughter in his yes, life. Exactly. Which, you know, he can't do until he establishes himself as, like, mm-hmm. a member of society. Yeah, he can't. He can, until he p- starts paying child support, basically, right. is the day that he will have a right to see his daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. And currently he can't do that. Right. Yep. And then we go back to Hank Pym, and him and his daughter have had kind of a falling out, and she sided with his protege, Darren Cross, over him, over Hank. Mm-hmm. So Cross invites him to see this demonstration, and the S.H.I.E.L.D. guy from the beginning, who's no longer S.H.I.E.L.D., because S.H.I.E.L.D. has you know, disbanded. Right. He's actually a Hydra guy. Yep. And he's there representing Hydra. Right. Uh, to see this demonstration of technology that's similar to Hank's, but is not complete yet. Which, again, because uh, Darren uh, Cross has been trying to, again, repulate, replicate um, Hank's work, Hank's serum, and all that. Mm-hmm. But the when, Pym Particle. The Pym Particle. Um, but he 
he's not able to. He yet. he had the breakthrough where he's able to miniaturize non-organic material, but mm-hmm. he can't miniaturize like people, people or animals, mm-hmm. and not kill them. Yeah, right. So he's missing like a vital piece mm-hmm. of the. Mm-hmm. He's he's halfway there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he actually is getting really close, which is the reason that Hope reaches back out to her father mm-hmm. after not talking to him for a long time. Right. So she's like, oh shit, this guy's nuts, mm-hmm. and if he gets a hold of this, and he's close to figuring it out, yeah. it's gonna be bad. Right. right. So they're both just like, you know, we need to stop him, so that's kind of like a, a background thing that we learn about, is that they're working together to bring him down, but they need mm-hmm. somebody to wear the suit to yeah. go and take him down. <laughs> yep, and Cross has his own suit called the Yellow Jacket, which has this, like, little infomercial about it, <laughs> that he's trying to sell it uh, as this you know, all-purpose weapon. Yeah. Perfect soldier. And he's, mm-hmm. he's basically kind of already sold it without it being completely the finished. The Hydra guy. The Hydra guy's like, I will pay you 20% yeah, yeah. So or he, whatever. So he's actually, like, in the the end game of this, he has to figure out yeah, this, like, serum. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. a buyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, Hank, hence that, I've got somebody in mind spoilers it's Scott <laughs> yeah <laughs> to do it even though Hope wants to do it herself yeah Hank is not about that because of reasons yeah right. and because so... of secrets because <laughs> of secrets now their hairs are big yeah and so Hank kind of manipulates as we see later on mm-hmm. to get Scott to break into his house right to discover the suit right he, well it's kind of like a test it's, you know? yeah yeah he, he wanted to see if he could break into his home mm-hmm. um so he or he set um hank sets all that up scott does it yeah scott wants to get his daughter back and mm-hmm. he finally realizes okay i need the money to be able to get an apartment to be able to get you know some kind of job if i can't get one for a mm-hmm. while right because that's what his ex-wife says he has to do to be able to get visitation rights mm-hmm. right so they they steal from well, they break into a safe, and then there's nothing there. They they, they don't just break in. Scott MacGyver's his way in. Which is awesome. Yes. Which is super cool. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. It shows mm-hmm. how smart he is. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Well, considering, you know, a lot of him is... Um, Quippy. Com- comic relief, mm-hmm. like, later when he joins up with the other... But which is... It's a breath of fresh air, so it's totally fine. Um, but it, it is always fun to see those kind of characters... Yeah. ...to show that they actually are competent in something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. things. But, like, yeah, like you said, he breaks in, and then there's nothing in the... Right. They, all, except for the suit. Except for the suit. They expected and money, think, jewels, and... Yeah. He's just, not. like, some cool motorcycle, like, suit is in here, but you he know? Takes it. And he takes it. And Hank is watching the whole time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they reveal it to him. Yeah, they reveal it to the audience, so we know he is, so yes. we know now that that's probably the person he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then later on we see he has the suit and he puts it on. It's a trial by fire. Trial by yeah. Hank talks to him through the suit, right. freaks yes. him out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there's a whole there's a bunch of really cool scenes of him now small. You know, he's the those, tiny little Ant Man. Those scenes are like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. when he's small and the whole like room is yeah so huge. Like it's just a cool like Which a lot of that visual. They, a lot of that they actually use as like tester footage for like you know, like an audience or whatever, I, you know, to see if people liked it. Mm-hmm. And it was really um, receptive. Yeah. I could see it. how it could be disorienting. Like, I yeah. could see their fear of it. Maybe like, oh, that's maybe too much. Right. But mm-hmm. no, it, mm-hmm. it worked. It paid off in their favor. It's really cool. Yeah. And then Hank is impressed and is like, all right, this is great. I, I can't wait to, you know. And Scott says, nope. He's nope. traumatized. <laughs> nope. He, he breaks back into Hank's house and returns the suit. And Hope calls the cops on him. Yes. So he's already, you know, screwed now because he's getting arrested for breaking in or entering by his wife's boyfriend. His ex-wife's fiance. Right. Right. Uh, Who's just so disappointed in Scott. Yeah. (laughs) 
which I love in Ant-Man 2 because they're total bros and and beautiful. <laughs> the wife and the wife's new husband treat Scott like he's their child. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> But during this whole part, they're still hostile towards yeah. each other. Well, honestly, I do Not think that... Not even hostile. I, I don't necessarily think it's hostile, but I really do think that he wants him to be a good father to... Right. Cassie. Cassie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he he's... Well, even though Cassie doesn't know, she still thinks that, like, Scott's, like, this hero figure, right. like, in, in her eyes, but mm-hmm. they all know that... Obviously, he's not, but... The adults now. He, yeah, he, he wants him to be the person that she thinks he is. Right. And it, and it's disappointing. I think he's just disappointed in him. Right, well... More so. And, you know, it's kind of like, um, like Alicia was saying about them adopting him. They're both disappointed parents. I know. <laughs> the, the ex-wife and, and the fiancé so are just funny. disappointed parents. <laughs> you can be better than this. Right. Yes. So after he's arrested, Hank comes to the station and poses as Scott's lawyer, and he brings his aunts with him. And the suit, and the ants are kind of obscuring the security camera. Yeah. So he leaves the suit for, um, for Scott, I think, like, in his cell, right? The, the ants bring it in later? Yeah, they bring, in, they bring in, like, the miniature version, and I think yeah. they, they undo it. Right, yeah. right, right. And, uh, and then, yeah, the suit, and he, uh... Scott gets dressed in it, and he they, escapes. Well, they they count down seconds. to ten seconds, and he, oh, right. he, he gets into, like, a spandex suit in, like, five, and I'm like... <laughs> Most unrealistic thing about this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're cosplayers. No. <laughs> we it know. takes three people to get us spandex into spandex. Is hard. <laughs> oh, no kidding. But he meets his, his new friend, Antony. Antony! Antony! The flying uh, carpenter ant. <laughs> I, I did remember, though, the one from the second movie. It's Ulysses as Gur Ant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remembered it oh earlier, and I meant to tell everybody, and I forgot. There, there is an ant. Antonio Banderas, isn't there? There is. I think in that one, too. In the second one. Because I think he that kills one, more ants. That one, like, dies immediately. Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, I never thought I'd feel sympathy for ants. Truth! <laughs> oh my cool. gosh. So. <laughs> Apparently I'm the only one that thinks so. Because <laughs> Ashley makes fun of me every time. <laughs> so during the, during the flight, Scott passes out, and he wakes up at Hank's house in a bed. They... They put him in pajamas and, and tuck him, him in, in. <laughs> like a child again. <laughs> and H- Hope is just child. standing there texting over him <laughs> with bullet ants covering the floor. You watching me this whole time? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, you, you just stole something it. last time you were here. <laughs> exactly. Which is so freaking funny. I, I like her. Uh, I, okay. You know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to start going off on Lost. I'm just not going to go. That's a separate episode. I like Evangeline Lilly in this franchise. Okay. Fair. Her haircut is fucking atrocious. It's awful. It gets better in two. two. Well, she hit, yes. She's longer. It's longer. She's longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so bad in this. Well, it's. It's a wig. It's Janet. It has to be a wig. It's, it's a. Janet is her mother. No, right, but it's a, it's a homage to her. I know. That's why they did it. No, but it's so bad. Do you see her mom in the second one? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I was like, I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> she's she's my... comics. It, she's she... oh, in the comics. That's um, Jan's comic hair. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. No, she's Michelle Pfeiffer. Ooh. Yeah. I love Michelle wow. Pfeiffer. Wow. Who is still like gorgeous. I'm like, love oh Michelle my gosh, Pfeiffer she's not so aged. Much. She doesn't. It's I... amazing. Let's have a Michelle Pfeiffer marathon. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Batman. Yes. Let's go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Stardust. Oh my God, I love Stardust. Charlie Cox before he was Daredevil. Stardust is <laughs> yes. So we all just had a moment. <laughs> we all love Stardust so much. Okay, well when we have our fairy tale romance uh, episode, oh, fun. I'm sure that'll be on somebody's list. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> maybe for uh, next Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's true. That might be a good one. Oh, gosh. Uh, so Hope uh, brings Scott back to meet with Hank, and Hank just explains the suit tech. He would not tell Darren Cross, because Darren Cross is psycho bananas, but he just tells Scott all about yeah, it. Because Scott's innocent. No, he no. Like as a person, and also no, no, expendable. Scott's, Scott's expendable, right? Which is true. But who's to say mm-hmm. that Darren wasn't expendable? But Darren's nuts, right? That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> One combination between Darren and Scott, yeah. you know, they're clearly I mean, different upstairs. Well, and also <laughs> I think that you know he says it later on, but he's like he saw too much of himself in Darren, mm-hmm. too much, of and him, that yeah. was the problem. Mm-hmm. But he probably sees none of himself in in Scott. Scott. Well, Scott is a Think outside the box thief. Right, so, right. You know. Well, and Scott actually says, well, the first thing you should have done is call the Avengers, don't yeah. you think? And yeah. no, Hank's like, I've been trying to keep this tech out of Stark hands since, you know, 40 years ago yeah, when I told that. Howard yeah. Stark no, or, right. you know, however long ago that was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, we're not doing that. Which I appreciate. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, we hadn't gotten to the point where Tony realized we shouldn't be releasing all these weapons into the world yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, unfortunately, Darren Cross does figure out the formula. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's able to uh, finally transmute a lamb into shrink. tiny baby lamb. Yeah, shrink one. Mm-hmm. So now we have, like, a Hank Hope Scott training montage where they're <gasps> teaching him how to actually harness and use the suit. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're told that Hank can't use it anymore because it messes with him or mm-hmm. has messed with him over the years' his head. Um, he, he doesn't want Hope to use it because he doesn't want her, anything to happen to her. Yeah. Um, Which he doesn't tell her the real reason until later, but right. basically her mother used it, went subatomic, which is something Hank has warned Scott about, and you get so small you just keep shrinking and shrinking into nothingness and you can't come back. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to the mom, and he doesn't want that to happen to Hope. Right. And he does finally tell her. Right. And, which which I'm happy about. Right, yeah. And it, and it kind of is like after this whole montage scene is mm-hmm. finally, you know, they kind of... Have an argument. Yeah, everyone kind of airs the grievances between <laughs> yeah. everybody and stuff, um, yeah, which yeah. is good. It's, it's Again, it's one of those things where let's hold information from people mm-hmm. close yeah. to us, and but they finally tell everybody, and now everyone's on the Because we're same protecting page. them. Right. Which well, is always the, it's always the, that's always the case. It's always why anyone ever doesn't tell someone they don't want to hurt them. They assume that's what they're doing. Yes. For good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then Hope just straight up says, why didn't you tell me about this sooner? And he says, I was trying to protect you. And we're like, yeah, just don't do it. Don't do it. Tell your loved ones the truth, please. Yeah. Please do it. As a favor, personal favor to us. <laughs> Don't lie to your well, loved ones. Where's the story in that? Uh, no, yes. there can be conflict without lying to people you sure. care about. I agree. So they're training Scott because um, the ultimate plan is to break into um, Pim, the Pym Corporation and mm-hmm. steal the yellow jacket before Darren has a chance to... Sell it. Before Cross has a chance to um, sell it. And now... Um, Hope knows that he's made this breakthrough. He can actually shrink a, a living organism. So mm-hmm. she knows, okay, he's Just going to sell it. Yeah. We yeah. don't We don't have months now. We've got days. we right. got to figure this shit yeah. out. And, but they need this piece of technology first. And they send Scott to Howard Stark's old storage facility, which is not that. It's the new Avengers compound <laughs> in upstate New York. <laughs> right. They're like, okay, here's a test run of everything you've learned. But it's also a fun thing of here's how this connects into the universe now at they, this point. They didn't have updated Google 
maps. Google satellite <laughs> maps because it still looked like the old bunker and then we see it and it has the giant Avengers. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's on purpose from Tony Stark to not allow those <laughs> oh, yeah, maps to be I'm updated. Oh sure, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's deleted every time. Vision, deleted. Vision went to the library and got on Google and was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's just a dome over the compound that yeah. permanently projects mm-hmm. the old storage facility yes. on it. Well, we haven't, I was going to say we haven't gotten to Wakanda yet, but maybe it's the, the cloaking mechanism. <laughs> oh my gosh. But clearly not. God, no. probably- He's After silly that, to, though. They probably that. should invest in that. Yeah. yeah. No, because Scott is able to just get on campus. Yeah. But who's fast on his tail, Ashley? Falcon! Falcon! Sam Yay. Wilson! Which is a nice, fun, again, cameo to kind of tie everything in. Falcon is there um, at the facility, uh, whether he's living there, he's training, training there. Yeah, um, I mean, they said in the previous movie that they were training. Right. So. so he's just, you know, there before, I'm assuming this is before he goes off with Steve to go find Bucky in Civil War. This is probably before that. He um, might be taking a break, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely before Civil War. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, he's there. There's a really fun, um, you know, Falcon versus Ant scene, fight scene. Mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed that Scott overpowers him because Sam is my boo, but I understand well, it had to happen so Scott could prove that he could use the suit. I mean, yeah. Scott turns super tiny and gets inside his his pack and disables it, right. so it's yeah. like... He, I mean, yeah. he, honestly, Falcon was beating him. He right. was doing a good job. So, but until he, you know, like, ripped the stuff out of his... Mm, that, he yeah. made the suit malfunction is when he was kind of able to get away. And right. Then, and I do hope they address that maybe going forward if we see Sam again because he is kind of grounded once his packs are gone right. and he does he, he can fist fight you know he yeah. kind of fights crossbones back in well, and he's when mil- a soldier and he's military so you gotta mm-hmm. know he has like weapons training yeah right that's true that's true but kind of once that happened he he was done and then Ant-Man escaped with the item so yeah yeah like, eh. well I mean in the in uh, Winter Soldier we he was sniping people we did see him like mm-hmm. he, he, he does have like mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. sure Skills. Yeah, other skills. skills. Yeah. I just, I want them to make him a pack out of vibranium is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The wings don't get destroyed. Yeah. I'm sure that he probably does. I mean, they they were at the, in Wakanda for a while, so. Yeah, everybody's dead now, so. When they come back. Well, yeah. Well, because Sam can become Captain America and then have wings once, you know, I'm I'm sure, uh, since this is Chris Evans' last movie, he's going to retire, so and go live with Agent 13 or some shit. Yeah. So Sam can become Captain America mm-hmm. and have some... You think it'd be Sam or Bucky? I mean, it's been both. Yeah, I know. And I do like Bucky as Cap, um, but I feel like Bucky needs to just go take a nap, too. In the, in the context of these movies, I feel like I feel like they would do Bucky for fan service reasons, but it should be Sam. <sighs> My opinion. I don't we'll think they'll do Bucky. I think Bucky will leave with Steve. Yeah, I honestly, think I think, I think Bucky's okay. just, I think Bucky, Bucky was done yeah. in, in, when he was in Wakanda. He yeah. was like, <laughs> retired already. Yeah. He's the, gonna retire there. Him and Shuri can pal around. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. The White Wolf, is that what Yes. Called? Yes. Oh yeah. My gosh. He, with his, with his Jesus hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. I no, love... he was, he was definitely done, but he was like, where's the fight? I love you know, Sebastian Stan. I, I would Sebastian definitely like Stan to see him further, but I think it would make the most sense for Sam to, to take over the mantle. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna need to pass over Tony's mantle. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. It's so hard to figure that out. Yeah. And we'll talk way more about this in Phase Three, but just for the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Team Sam. <laughs> Always Team Sam. Shoot. I love Bucky. He's my boo, but 
but he needs to go. He needs to go take a nap. He, he, he needs to he eat his plums. It. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Geriatric. <laughs> yes. He needs his prunes and his plums. Okay. Oh my He's God. an old man. Him and Cap. You just yes. go go to the retirement home. Okay. So back, back- to the movie <laughs> at hand here. Uh, back from the ramble. So yeah. So he defeats Sam. And he gets the... So he's proven himself to Hope and Hank that yeah. he mm-hmm. can use the suit. So mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you're ready. Yeah. So they devise the whole plan now to go infiltrate Darren Cross's whole presentation. But they realize they don't have of people. And so Scott, much against Hank's protests, calls in his friends, Lewis and the other uh, couple guys, his little super team. <laughs> yeah, of, of more criminals. <laughs> yes, yes, to help them. And it actually goes pretty well. Uh, up until they get they get to sneak in, um, Lewis is whistling. It's a small world. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Disney. <laughs> oh, Disney! You yeah, know, we had Pinocchio references in no, Ultron, mm-hmm. and I I enjoy that they're very aware. Well, oh yeah, I, we own this now. Yeah. Well, I also just like the fact that they were like he was like, "Can I whistle?" And they're like, "No." no. He whistles anyway. Which <laughs> he would. It's part of my cover. Yeah. Uh, so it, it all goes pretty well. Uh, Hank smacks a bitch, which is nice. Uh, Darren, Darren needed that. <laughs> but then oh, Darren shoots him. Unfortunately, that was not cognitive recalibration, no. and Darren is still crazy. No, yeah. it didn't help. Uh, but Scott gets stuck. They they get him on the well, Darren, ant raft. Darren, the ant um, raft. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like pro- that's like in yeah, the yeah. beginning, but yeah. yes. But they get him through the, like, whole security system, and then he gets stuck in the glass tube. Because Darren knew. Mm-hmm. Yes. He mm-hmm. knew they were they were coming. Which is probably why it went so smoothly. But he didn't know that they were going to blow it up, so. He did not know they were going to the blow that building right. up. Yes. The building. Mm-hmm. Well, they get it evacuated mm-hmm. first, um, and Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man are going to, you know, fight on the plane, first of all. Mm-hmm. Hank uses his keychain, which is a tank, <laughs> to get him and Hope it's out. It's not just yes. a keychain. <laughs> which is cool. I... They do more of that in Ant-Man 2, which I really like. Oh, yeah, like. there's just, like, <laughs> shrinkable things that yeah. they just use. They basically cool. have, like, a container of Matchbox cars, and they're constantly just nice. using them, depending on what they need. Cool. It's so cool. It's, it's great. It's really cool. good. Ugh. Yeah, I can't wait to watch Ant-Man 2. Oh, that's what we're watching that. <laughs> um, so I enjoy the, the first fight scene between Yellow Jacket and, mm-hmm. um, and Scott on and the plane. are in the plane. They're in the briefcase. <laughs> yeah. The briefcase scene is so, so there, fun. There's just big things, um, keys and lifesavers just kind of like <laughs> floating around because the helicopter is crashing and mm-hmm. the briefcase is falling. So they're in basically zero G, just yeah. kind of like floating around each other. And meanwhile, you see, you know, the little lasers from the yellow jacket out of it everywhere (laughs) and it's like it literally says sounds like that because it's like tiny now and it's not like it's like well and i I love that not only did they destroy the data backups and blow the building up but they're like oh yeah that's it so now we just got to get this one suit and it's gone and it's gone Mm -hmm. and and we're back to just pim technology yes (laughs) oh which is so good yeah, so um, they think that they, uh, Scott thinks that he's got him down, but then he gets arrested again. Yes. yes. <laughs> By disappointed dad. By disappointed dad. <laughs> By disappointed dad, the, the fiance. Um, he gets picked up again. Um, and then they end up, oh, the, he gets a call that there's a, a issue happening at the ex, at Cassie's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So both of them are like, Gotta we, go. we need to go there. Mm-hmm. But the fiancé keeps Scott locked in the car at first, and Scott's able to use his suit to shrink to get out. And then the second fight scene between Scott and Cross is super entertaining on the mm-hmm. train set. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's on um, Cassie's little train set. Uh, and I think 
because he stays small because uh, um, Scott makes him small. He throws the thingy at him. Mm. And, yeah, I right? think so. Um, to keep him away from his daughter. Right, yeah. So they have a really fun, you know, fight scene with Tom's the tank engine and stuff. Mm-hmm, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just great. Um, but unfortunately, Scott, you know, realizes he needs to do what he did to um, Falcon, what, what he did to Sam. He needs to go into his suit and just start pulling wires. Mm-hmm. However, he can't get inside the yellow jacket suit. Because it's titanium, which... I don't it's fine. I don't understand what. Okay. It's, it's, don't worry about it. I, okay. Don't worry about they it. They just, like, they make a point to say it, and I'm like... <laughs> I know. It's, okay. He can't squeeze between the molecules. Yeah. So, he goes subatomic, but unlike Janet, he's able to figure out a way using those little disc things mm-hmm. in his regulator. He, he was he able to... Left, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had one enlarged one left, mm-hmm. basically, and he just screws with the regulator, which is something that um, Hank told him... Something else Hank told him not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it anyway. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. And because he does that, he gives Hank and Hope hope that <laughs> that they can bring the mom back somehow or go yeah. look for her because there is a way to come back from it now. Yeah. From being subatomic. So yeah, exactly. Because he, he's done it and now... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's how they kind of leave it. And Scott gets to go be with his daughter mm-hmm. and his uh, ex-wife and her new fiancé yep. as a little family. They have a family dinner. It's nice. They have a, a pet aunt dog. Yes. <laughs> That's so cute. And uh, things are looking up, which I like how optimistic this movie ends. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. it ends with hope. It ends with and Captain it, America it, is looking for Scott, which I love. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we find out from Louise that uh, Sam, the Falcon, via Captain America, is looking for more help. So mm-hmm. he's, he's suggesting Scott. He's looking for Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also we see that uh, Pym has been had been developing the wasp suit. Right. So then we get to the end credit scenes, which, once again, there's two. There's the first one, uh, mid-credit scene, which is the wasp mm-hmm. suit. Yes. Um, which was Jan- Janet's suit originally, and then he was be. modifying, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, yeah. it was going to be a new suit for Janet at the time, um, mm-hmm. and then he's just going to keep on working on it for her, yeah. which yep. we see in Ant-Man and Wasp that she mm-hmm. does use, and it's fabulous. Yes. The second after credit scene is all the way after the credits, and it's actually a scene from Civil War, which yeah. is Sam and Steve finding Bucky, or as we know mm-hmm. from watching the movies, when they finally, like, pin Bucky down <laughs> after yeah. chasing him for a while. But, and it's um, not something they do often. No, using a scene right out of a movie. Right, right. No, well, because there's even a line in it where Sam says the Accords, which at this point, obviously, we have no idea what the Accords are, because yeah. you wouldn't know. I mean, well, you probably would know if you read the comics, but you learn it from the actual Civil War movie. Yeah, yeah it's played a little differently. Than mm-hmm. in the comics. Right. Well, it's played a lot differently. But right. but they give you enough information to be like, oh, what's going on? Right. Like, this is intense, you know? Like, yeah. I, I really enjoy that uh, little stinger that they leave us with. And mm-hmm. it's one of the better ones, I think. Ah, stinger. Ha. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said a pun. I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. So we've rapid fired those six movies. Yeah. And... Now we're going to get to ranking those as well. So are we ranking those six out of six, or are we integrating them into our others? I was just going to do six out of six. And, and then... I and, was too. Okay, we can do that, but I want to do an overall ranking as well. Yeah, we can maybe do that once we finished all of them. Do the definitive okay. ranking. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I know you want to rank them. So to recap, what we've decided is we're going to rank each phase individually, and then... We're going to rank them all together once we're done with all three phases. So for this purpose, we're just going to go through the six movies we just talked about and rank them within the phase. 
So my number one movie, this is Alicia, for phase two, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. We going around Robin again? We are, Ashley. Uh, my number one movie also is um, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Uh, this is Heather, and mine is also Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah! All right. My number two movie is Guardians of the Galaxy. My number two movie is also Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> this is Heather, and my number two is also Guardians. After, after my third one, this is actually after my third one though. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend my choices for oh, a little oh, bit. Okay. So. You don't need to. You can have whatever opinion not, you want. Not defend, but there's there's a there's a reason. <laughs> All right. So Alicia's third favorite of Phase Two is Iron Man Three. My third favorite actually is Ultron. Okay. Age of Ultron. Okay. Is my third That's one. a fair choice. And yeah. a lot of that has to do with those top three movies have group dynamics. Yep. Which is my thing. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, I love Iron Man 3 because of the Shane Black aesthetic. And totally, totally. just how freaking funny it is and, like, touching almost yeah. with, mm-hmm. with Tony dealing with his PTSD and yeah. figuring shit out with Pepper. I just really like that. Yeah. Uh, this Heather and mine is also um, Iron Man 3. Cool. Just because, yeah. Tony without a suit and still being Iron Man is just oh, is totally. so good. Oh, yes, it's like back to basics. Tony, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Alicia's fourth favorite of Phase Two is Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> What's your fourth, Ashley? Uh, my fourth actually is Ant Man. Okay, cool. So this is so this Heather and this is what I was struggling with. So I I originally do have um, Avengers as my number four. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll I'll just stick with it. Avengers? Yeah. Okay. Instead of? Instead of um, Ant-Man. Nice. Okay. And my fifth favorite is Ant-Man. My fifth favorite is Iron Man 3. And uh, my fifth favorite is Ant-Man. And once again, Thor is number Thor six. on the bottom. Thor. Oh, We're sorry. Thor. It's so bad. It's okay. You get... Your, I mean, your, not... Rag, Ragnarok is good. Thor is not so bad. No, Thor is not so bad. I, I feel bad that it's yeah, the bottom of both our lists. I it, know. It's not... It's not Thor's fault. It's not. No. There's just other better movies, uh, yes. unfortunately. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> but he does well, you know, in the in the group one. So yeah, yeah he's not bad. And then and then we get Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I yeah, it's just like I could have switch. I can switch Ant Man and Avengers. I think that like those are kind of a tie, and I just had to like that's what I have written down is I, mm-hmm. Avengers I, over Ant Man. Yeah, but and, we were talking about it, and I was like, but I really do like Ant Man as well, just because it's, it's good. similar yeah. to like a. a well, and I and I could switch um, my four and five. I could switch Ant Man and Iron Man three. But again, I really love group dynamics. I yeah. just do, and Ant Man has more of that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Iron Man is straight up just Tony. However, it's a great portrayal of you know a PTSD character. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fun to watch, but I just I love that group dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the final ranking for Phase Two is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man Three. Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, and Thor to the Dark World. And I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I'm, That's I'm fine. Okay I mean, I can, I can see it, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> our own personal stuff is like, yeah, that's why we connect to certain movies more than others, yeah, which right. is totally cool. Oh, yeah. So, that's just our group average. <laughs> yeah. Group average. You, yes. you, guys, you guys were the first one, and now it's me, Alicia, yeah. on the second phase. I know. So. I need a fourth person here to see if anything's different. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel like Iron Man 3 would have been... I don't know. Oh. I feel like for Sarah... Iron Man 3 is going to be Guardians, uh, Guardians would have been number one. But Iron Man 3 is going to be super high up there. Yes, Probably second behind Se- probably second. Guardians. Let's see if I... I want, we should probably pick Sarah and then ask her if that would be her <laughs> ranking. <laughs> um, I would say she'd say Guardians, Iron Man 3, Captain America, Ant-Man, Ultron, Thor. Thor. 
I yeah, I can see she that. loves Paul Rudd as well. <laughs> yes. I can see that. She likes the fun movies. She does. So she does. I think she heavy. I think she values that more so than, you mm-hmm. know, the like the Avengers movies mm-hmm. and right. stuff like that. So I can see yeah, that. Totally. So that's all for phase two. We'll be doing phase three once we have time to watch Captain Marvel and once Endgame comes out and we'll do all ten of those. That's gonna be a tough ranking because so, those ten movies yeah, we haven't even seen two, so of the, two of the ten. The eight we've seen are all fantastic so top right. tier yes right they have made nothing but excellent movies in the last like couple years which is probably yeah. why they do and i mean we kind of talked about the beginning why they do make it all one phase is because it's just such a big phase mm-hmm. <laughs> well they have to yeah they, they had so many balls they were juggling and so many things they wanted to do and set up and now all the payoffs happening mm-hmm. in these movies the payoff and the wrap-up mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of wrap-up that needs to happen now of 10 years of movies mm-hmm. yeah so look forward to that coming up here. <laughs> phase three, end yeah. of May, right? Probably. Uh, well, the, when does when does your birthday? End day comes. End game comes out like the last week of April or something like that. Does it come out on the twenty fourth? I think it comes out your birthday. <sighs> it might come out that always. weekend. There's mean, always a movie coming out on my birthday. <laughs> I mean, is that such a bad thing? <laughs> we can go see it. It's fine. Yeah. Are you turning twenty five this year? Yes. Holy shit! So we need to have some That's kind of big like, party. That's like it's my big party. Nope, it's April. Oh, okay. No, it's last week of April. Oh, yeah, your birthday's in May. May, yeah. May, May. Your birthday's but, around MegaCon. But see, they've always come out in May. Yeah. The Avengers movies. Oh, yeah. They Usually. would come out May 12th It or was supposed 13th. to, and they bumped it up. It's mm. April 26th. Yeah. Gotcha. They bumped it up because Oh, so then... it's, it's around Andrea's birthday. She's the 25th, no. right? No, she's the 19th. Oh, okay. That's right. Sarah's the 17th. That's right, because they're all you very close. You guys are gone. That weekend. Avengers? When do you guys go to We'll be seeing that Georgia. Thursday. We'll be seeing that that Thursday. Okay. It's fine. It's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm a thought to Everything's fine. Oh, oh, I don't know. When they release fucking tickets, I will buy them. But yeah. anyway. But so once yeah. we get those last two movies, we'll come back and do an entire phase three, which will be in I don't know a month and a half or something like that. We'll mm-hmm. have been back from Japan. We'll see the movie. Uh, I think we're seeing Captain Marvel this week, mm-hmm. and then we'll be seeing Endgame shortly out. after we come back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, and we'll record and post that. So the next episode of this program is mm-hmm. going to be Heather's favorite movie, The Devil Wars Prada. Yay! We'll be back on track. Yeah. yeah. Back to your normal normal scheduled programming. Exactly. And I, I'm pretty sure we'll be doing The Crow right after that. And then at that time, we might be caught up and be able to do Phase 3, or there might be another episode in between. I don't know. Yeah, I hope to see. We have a lot of balls in the air right now with our planning for Japan, so... We may or may not be biting off more than we could chew. We'll find out, so... <laughs> we definitely are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's part of the fun. Yeah. And we always have our phones if need be. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure out something. Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. Uh, thanks for listening. So just as a side note, we haven't been doing current events for these. These are kind of special episodes and we're just going to keep that sort of thing in our main episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if there's any recommendations you want to send us for us to look at, watch, read, whatever, let us know. Yeah, um, I could watch that at Gmail. Um, again, we'd like to hear your ranking of Phase 1, Phase 2, overall general stuff. We don't want any spoilers on <laughs> Captain Marvel. It will be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> don't even, please. Uh, but you can also reach us at I could watch that on Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, and I could watch on Twitter. (laughs) So I think we're good. Cool. And this has been I could watch that. Bye. Bye.